1: Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
2: Game
1: Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions Radio, Red Heat and Rage. I guess I'm uh, Rage. Rage. He's Red Heat. Sure. Although he's often raging himself. I'm Gabriel Morenzi. <laughs> he is Cam <Kim> Stewart. <laughs> Paul Povi returns You're- to the rotation. Paul Bovey will join us a little bit later on. As uh, Paul has wrapped up his three-month world tour. I believe he hit uh, the Philippines. Wow. Taiwan. Nice. Singapore. Exotic. Panama. Oh, those are some beautiful exotic locations. Colombia. Yeah, he's got money. And I tell you what, the one thing about <laughs> Paul Bovee, man, he's got like, I'm going to ask you about this. He's going to join us at about uh, 620, I believe, or so. He's got like the best cell phone out of anyone I know. Like, I text the dude and he gets back to me right away, and I just assume he's in Los Angeles and he tells me, oh, yeah, I'm just going out. I'm in Columbia right now. And he's coming seconds later. He's exchanging later, text messages. <laughs> like, you and I have talked about it, dude. Like, my cell phone does not work past the Scarborough Town Center. Like it's it's a little better now. Like the company I have now, like mobile mobility. Yeah, I swear to God, dude. Ajax, it would cut out. Oh, it's <laughs> like, dude, I'm like, I'm 15 minutes out of the city, man. Yeah. When you hit the Ajax Downs horse track, you get nothing. No, no, you yeah. can't, you can't, you can't be using a phone. Yeah, speaking of which, I think our horse is running tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Wow, well, appearing. Yeah, well, we're yeah. Uh, <laughs> conflict diamonds appearing. He's not running. He's not racing. He, he will is be appearing. appearing at a track near you. I think we could honestly make more money with this horse at this point. I mean, we own him. I'm almost thinking that we almost really could just make more money, just like charging people 10 bucks to pet him and take a picture with him. Oh, I I, I couldn't agree with you wholeheartedly. You're, talk, you're talking <laughs> you're about you telling me guy. if we put, a, like, the horse in the park and we stood there. And, and we do family pe- pictures. People came up, oh, can I get a picture with the horse? We just said, yep. yeah, you know, we'd love to. It's just... We need a donation because the horse, you know, to yeah, keep the he's horse. He's got to live. Horse got uh, people would be handling. He us. got to eat? People would be handling his hundreds. No, Marazzi. You- dude, we got to yeah. go panhandle. I'm yeah. not even kidding. <laughs> I know. We got to go like these squeegee punks. They sit on the street with their dogs, and people feel sorry for them because they're with their dogs. Imagine you and I will stand on Young Street with a horse. <laughs> And a couple of hats will work for food. No, and just say, horse, please, uh, please uh, help, horse. I'm telling you, we'll make thousands, buddy. I'll even know we're, we're better we're... off doing that than running yeah. for twelve hundred bucks. We're we never gonna win. We'll take it further for a joke. I'll get in the back of the saddle and we'll take everybody for a little spin because he—he's not. It's not a horse we have to sit on like a thoroughbred. We could sit in the garage. I'm dead serious at this point. You know what? I think uh, I think it's time for Conflict Diamond to uh, to either live in your backyard or on my balcony. <laughs> He can frolic in the backyard. My balcony's the same size. as, like a horse uh, stall. Sort of, yeah, stall. Yeah, exactly. The ones we're, we're in, yes. Yeah, it's <laughs> sort of like a stall. He'd like it. He'd be outside. Look at the other dogs. Yeah, the animals around that hang out on the balcony. Yeah, and he could be just like the dogs in my building. He can piss and take big shits like all over the yard. It's everywhere. funny you mentioned <laughs> that. A dog, uh, just, just when I walked into the studio, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, a guy, your your uh, your your guy at the front, the concierge was talking to a chick, like because she's got four or five. He's like, "Listen, man, you got to get a control of this situation. Like your dog just put one right in the front entrance. Like these these people have no care for the rest of the the, the know, tenants in the studio. These people that live here with their dogs, yep. they don't walk their dog enough, so the dog is freaking to take a piss. Yes, so the dog, the second the dog gets outside, like the back the back entrance here. Yeah, it's like soiled. It's like a little piss puddle of these dogs. You're right. It's grenades of sh- of sh- of like dumps. I know. Well, I know. There's I, I, not I, dumps. They picked the dumps up. Sometimes yeah, I'm going to tell you. You keep not talking a, about these dumps. I've never seen any of these mysterious. The, oh, dumps they have. Before. There's a couple tenants in your building that are not uh, as thorough as you think. I got tell I, you that. I don't like it. Kim has constantly claimed to seeing uh, dumps, dog dumps. They're all over the place. I trust me. I, I, I walk no, through different. there's no air. dog dumps out there. It's all. Uh, it's all uh, it's all urine. It's a urine issue, Cam. Trust me. <laughs> okay, I've I, outside. I've seen other things, but I'll, I'll keep that to myself because I've seen it. I'm just saying, there's a lot, a lot of animals. Not per on capita. this property. Yeah, well, when you're walking on the sidewalks and stuff up to the property, there's a lot of things well, going I on. Well, I can't control the sidewalk. No, you can't. Well, you, I don't think you can really control the building here. There's a million pooches. Well, no, it's basically because the snow is uh, the snow is melted. Mm-hmm. These people—they're pretty good with their little uh, picking up with the green bags. And most stuff people are. Like uh, yeah, most people are. I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna say uh, everybody. And I'll tell you one thing. There's too. nothing more they can do. We put up signs. Yeah. Like uh, you bring up a good point they've, though. They've warned everybody. There's signs up everywhere. Or don't like they have a big like uh, they have a stupid alert in the elevator now telling people stop pissing on the property. The dogs. Dogs are smart though too. It's one of those things like if you have a if you're an owner a neglectful owner. It's not just they always want to they'll, they'll do it just to piss you off. They'll 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 use bowel movements to get you back. Trust me. <laughs> it's punishment. They're smart, man. You'll you know, you know Morency. Animals are a lot trickier than people think. They'll do it just to piss you off. Think about it. You're leaving a you're leaving somebody there all day long and you're going to work. He's just stewing. Well, most they're these, just stewing you. Most of these people uh, have dog walkers. A lot of them do, yeah. yeah, this neighborhood. yeah they, got, they got some bread. Yeah, a yeah. big big dog dog walking scene. If you're looking for some extra yeah. bucks and uh, Yeah. if you want to go for a little walk. Camp. <laughs> <laughs> I see what those dogs do to little women though. Little, like, some exercise. You yeah. can be a dog walker can see handling, like, five, six dogs. I can't see It actually looks tricky. I'm going to lie to you. I don't think I could do more than two. All right. So, Paul Polvey's going to join us. And then thinking of me and Cam would open up the show arguing uh, as to whether uh, there's dog, dog. uh, I'm saying around the property, you're saying it's a urine-infested property, so.
3: Yeah, I'm saying,
1: yes. I'm saying in the situations on the outlying areas, there's a lot of landmines. That's all I'm saying. Not in the back park. Just a lot of butts. A lot of butts. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, I swear to God, I go out every day. I haven't seen, like, one. I have never seen, like, a pile of crap once almost. Like, honestly, like... Uh, like on the sidewalk once in this. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I've seen multiple times. Multiple. Like on those people that have the little strip right people, by you. People are, yes. people are conditioned to uh, to bend down and pick this stuff uh, up. You'd be surprised. A lot of people don't do it. Like in the old days, in yesteryear, dogs would just go wherever the hell of they Of course wanted. they did. I'm just saying not all loaners are, are productive like you, Gabe. I'm saying some people just say, screw it. I'm not dealing with it. Bye bye. Well, I'm not a productive dog. I don't even own a dog. Yeah, that's right. It's not your good, and that's your, the urine problem is not your problem. You don't own I any pets. I'd like to get a dog, but uh, what are you gonna actually? You, it's a lot. You, it's a lot of work. Got to take them out for at least a few walks, especially if they're young. You're right. You know what you need a, a pet that's already house trained. What do you mean, especially if they're young? if they're young you always always have to take them out for a while no older older animals will have a lot better yes 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 they do young dogs are not trained of course they're going to go all over the place how the hell are you going to do that i'm talking about older dogs Uh, that have been trained before you can deal with them a lot better you got to take dogs out for like three hours a day of exercise oh i would hope so if you're a good owner some do it for like five minutes they let them out the back the dog goes piss or takes a dump and then comes right back in the house now, I'm not saying they're good owners. I'm saying it happens yeah, those, a lot. Those dogs get depressed. They sure do, and you see a lot of depression pooches around. Those dogs, there's a lot. Those dogs, <laughs> those dogs get depressed. They do. All uh, right. Uh, so as I was saying, yeah, Paul Bolvi, uh, he's happening. This guy. I don't know. He wins a lot of money betting because uh, he travels the world. Sounds so, like he's got a pretty cool lifestyle. Yeah, and he just got back earlier this morning. Uh, actually, he just got back earlier this morning, I believe, from like Taiwan or I don't Singapore, know Singapore, Taiwan, yeah, the but... East. I saw you won money on a Kentucky Derby. I know you didn't win one point uh, six million like that chick that at no. eighteen bucks. One point two, but still huge. A one point two million. Yeah. Oh, huge, huge score, huge score on the pick five. She's staying anonymous. They Bought the ticket in uh, at a racetrack in Selma, Texas. She's oh, from saw, Austin. I, I saw a picture of her. But oh, oh really?
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it says the lady wants to stay anonymous, and there's a picture of her. Yeah, wow. I, I saw her on. Uh, yeah, I saw her on the news last. Big week. mistake. Now people are going to be. That's handout time. What? What? Uh, what uh, who wrote that story? Who's saying? CBS. It? it says the woman who uh, wants to remain unidentified, choose to be not to be identified. Probably a smart move. And she made a pick five wager in Selma, Texas. Won yeah, they, five straight races in maybe, a row. Maybe she wanted to stay unidentified, but uh, it's sort of like. Uh, like, when you won, you've won the pro-line pools a couple of times. It was 17000 bucks. Yeah, did they take your picture? Yeah, they sure did. Yeah. I encouraged the picture, though. Well, you liked it. Because yeah, it went it in, the news- <laughs> yeah, you it in the, the old, newsletter. It was the only time I've ever been in, like, a newsletter. No, but, but news if, you letter, read, yeah. if you read the fine print, there's no choice. Yes, like, they- if you win, like, you won $38 million, like, this Wednesday with the lottery, you can't tell them, listen, I don't want to, uh, it's part of the deal. It's like in the fine print. They'll tell you, "Well, we can't give you the money." You, you said, it, "No, you've yes. got to accept this check." And there's going to be a press conference. You said it because I remember that old guy won, yeah. and he said he had a lot of people in his family that were deadbeats. Yeah. he wanted to wear like the mask. They're yeah. like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> you said it, brother. No, he, no Dude, they said, you, they said you, "We you honestly they <laughs> think if I won forty million dollars, <laughs> you come on a luchador." I Dormat. would want to have a press conference about it. <laughs> I'd put you in a Mexican wrestling mask. I'd be mask. the same way. I'd show up a luchador. <laughs> Who's this guy? I want to thank God and Jesus. <laughs> for uh, for blessing me like this, and I want to thank I want to thank the everyone with the lotto uh, lotto officials. <laughs> yeah, I remember he had like a lot of people that like are real exactly. snakes, and they said, "Sorry, sir, your picture's out there." And then boom, out came the snakes. Yeah, it happened to me because uh, I didn't win 17 from them, but. Uh, I had to go to the uh, Lotto Ontario office for like thirty, thirty-three thousand or so. They shake you down too. Was a cop in the room when and, I was uh, there? No, nah, they they basically uh, asked me if I knew where I played the tickets, and yeah. they, it wasn't enough to really. For seventeen, anything over ten, I think. Oh they brought, yeah. yeah, they brought in the Like they brought in yeah, the yeah, yeah. Maranci, They brought in the video recorder. Yeah, the they're, audio they're, they're recorder. Paul- yeah, I know. They they and all... they go. Why did you buy that ticket? What location with this crap? They I did. Know, I know. They it's did. like what I couldn't win a ticket. Honestly, yeah, no, I I They like, didn't with me because I wasn't one hit. I basically had, I basically had like two or three pro line tickets for like a thousand yep. each, and you can only cash like under for like, five like, six hundred at yeah. a corner Some store right. or even like two or three hundred. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't have a choice. So I had to go in. I but it was they weren't suspicious because. Whatever. Yeah, you had separate tickets too. I won a couple of two hundred dollar pro line. Like I won a couple of big parlays. On you know what I mean? It wasn't enough to. I uh, put. I remember they told me because uh, they had the picture there, and they said, you know what? Uh, we could take your picture, but it's all right. Don't worry about it. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you read the fine print, yeah, you've got to take a <laughs> we picture. We could do this. Yeah, that's a, that's great. No, I met a At guy. This is in- tax free. It's true. It it's, is. Which is they, uh, they gave me the check every single, like, which, send what it was for the MMA, pools. The greedy government has not, uh, the greedy government hasn't. Uh, well, you've seen our casinos. You're already I, I paying don't. $10 a drink if you're winning or losing or whatever. There's no free booze. I don't even want to say it out loud because they're going to start taxing uh, the lottery. Yeah, they are. And gambling. <laughs> exactly. Gambling. Please don't, but You will they tax everything when le- when marijuana is going to be legal you'll see the price the lottery is going to be I've been, probably at 20% like I, right now proline what do you think they take off the top for for the for the provincial lottery you've seen the odds when it should be a, a 1.8 it's a 1.4 or 5 like they're shaving 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 like Gillette they're, <laughs> for the convenience it's it's for the convenience of uh, playing at your corner store kid. yeah <laughs> is yeah. <laughs> I'm not paying that convenience fee that's why we have accounts Gabe all right, right? so uh, Mike blewett's going to join us uh Paul Bovey will focus in on the NBA. Uh, we've got what it's early start night uh, once again tonight, the yes. National Basketball Association. Chile and Boston get the six o'clock hole this time. Which is it's a disadvantage uh for the home team. It takes it just it takes a little away from the normalcy of playing a, a routine home game this early in the day. Um you know, people are at work, they have a hard time getting there. Although last week the Toronto Raptor game, people were there. Uh, from uh, from tip-off. We actually got there a couple of minutes late thanks to an Uber driver, <laughs> but uh, I'm done with Uber You drivers. want to go this way, sir? I'll be dealing one with later tonight. He doesn't even know how to get around the area. It's a nightmare. That Uber driver, too, is like prime time and stuff. I told Taylor and Sonny, let's just take a taxi. You know the Uber charge? $42. How can you charge $42? People like Uber's great. They charge $42. The guy didn't know where he was going. Like in downtown, he didn't know where the arena is. He's like to follow. because I told him, "What the hell are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I follow GPS." It's like, dude, just turn left here, man. Like, you know, you couldn't be further from the truth. Forty-two dollars yeah. to drive around in a circle. <laughs> you hop in a taxi, oh, man. Fifteen bucks with a tip. The guy wants to get there fast, so he gets your ass out of his cab and yeah. then he picks someone else. You up. brought it right. You huh? know what I mean? Like, you know, this stupid Uber. All right, so uh, Mike Blewett uh, is going to join us. Uh, we got basketball at six. So Blewett, will talk uh, Celtics. Uh, and uh, 76ers, little Raptors and Cavaliers, I've uh, been called uh, worse than crazy, but call called me crazy. The Raptors going to win the game tonight. I like it too. I've already taken the They're points. They're not going to quit. They're going to win the game. They covered last uh, game tonight. They covered the last game. And funny, you mentioned about Uber before we hit the break, Gabe. I got uh, stranded in a town outside, like in Farmland, this weekend. 162.90 to get home because a buddy of mine stiffed me. He, he's actually funny. You Dear mentioned God. he's Did an Uber, th- Uber driver. He's an Uber driver, so he picked up a family from Buffalo. He was supposed to meet us at a party afterwards. He never showed. So I go up to this guy. My other ride left real early, so I'm stranded. I got no way to get home. I tell I t- Uber, I'm thinking 60 bucks. It was 163 bucks. You think I know? I slept on a floor. That's oh, what did I did. Go I Kitchener? dealt with it in the morning. What? Where did you go, Kitchener? Cam- are- Cambridge. Yeah, Cambridge. Cambridge. Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to call Kitchener Ray for help, but I was. It was four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Gabe, I'm telling you, I looked at the price of the thing, and I almost smashed my phone. Great point you bring up. I don't care what time it is. 162 bucks. You could take a cab for 80 to 100. All right. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to get to uh, Tony Sincada. Tony yep. Sincada will not be joining us. At uh, 6 o'clock. And I didn't get to, it, uh, to this off the start of the show because it's depressing. It is. Uh, it's depressing. It's bad news out of uh, all the people that we've worked with uh, over the years. Love Tony. Tony Sinkata's uh, right up there. Uh, we really enjoyed uh, kicking it with Tony on a daily basis. Uh, but there's been a, a parting of the ways, at least for the time being. And uh, hope, we hope it's short. Yeah, we hope it's a short uh, time being. We hope to work with uh, Tony again, and we'll still uh, speak to Tony and uh, and uh, do hits uh, with Tony, you know, on our uh, Patreon, on the premium, etc., and on our other platforms. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, it's going to be just you and me at six o'clock. Cam, I'm stuck with you. You're stuck with me. <laughs> What are you going to do? You're going to go nuts. I'm going to miss Tony's DFS picks. I, I, yeah, you are. Don't worry. We're going to bring winners. And, yeah. <laughs> and his cheap uh, sexual jokes. Yeah, I'm going to really miss those. They were amazing. You know, I've said it before, man. I'll say it again. This, um, All you can really do in this industry, it's like being a player on a team, right? You can't get involved in people's contract situations, yep. managerial dis- uh, decisions, and uh, anything else. Just show up. Well, I remember I once uh, worked at a uh, television network and uh, uh, they let uh, Al Strachan go. Oh, yes. Coach uh, Steve Ludzig go. And uh, Steve Cooley. What? uh, I stated on Twitter that they were a bunch of stupid idiots. And then I got let go. Exactly. (laughs) They didn't like that too much. (laughs) I got let go. What do you say, Maranci? It's a cold-ass world. But we love you, Tony. We do, Tony. Cape Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio continues.
3: Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app.
1: This segment brought to you by Al's Diner. <laughs> Al Del Vecchio's Burgers. Hawaiian Tropic Suntan Lotion. Feels like we're on a vacation. It's riding the waves. Yeah, we've gone uh, We've gone from surfing. ska music uh, to... to uh, slow, slow surf. Old school, <laughs> old school uh, slow uh, surf. All right, uh, so yeah, Paul Bovey's going to join us. Uh, we're going to talk NBA basketball. Uh, with Paul, Paul's a great uh, horse capper as well, and I saw he won like nine thousand dollars or something uh, on Saturday uh, betting head-to-head matchup in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, we we came incredibly close; it was pretty frustrating actually. And it's one of those after, or it's like shoulda, coulda, woulda. But honestly, I just didn't have enough money, Cam. You know, as as uh, you and I are both aware, both of yep. our uh, budgets have been a little uh, shortened as of late. You said it to buy those so, tickets to spread it around in horse racing. It, it costs and money to there do. Was you think you got to I know. At the time, and it cost me. It cost me and there's too. There's been times where I've gotten crazy. You know, you know the deal. Right before the Derby. Ah, you know what? I'll put twenty on this, twenty on you know, that, twenty on. next thing you know, you got like seven hundred bucks on a two-minute horse race. It happened to me. You don't win any money. You're like, man, I just lost five hundred bucks That's on a the, horse race. You said it, brother. I've done that a lot, so I was cautious this year, Cam. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna play this trifecta. I'm like, nothing's a sure shot in a twenty horse race, so let's play some trifecta's. See so you know what I did? I had five, seven, ten. <laughs> I had five, seven, eleven boxed. I didn't have five, six, seven. Yeah, you, you had everybody but the six. Yeah, but what's crazy? On Friday night, it's even on tape. I said, I tell you what, I think you could even just go with a five, six, seven. I think just in the <laughs> middle, right here. Whatever, you know. It paid a. It paid two hundred and eighty-two dollars for two dollars. That's what the trifecta. Two dollars. Yeah, that's the thing. So most people play one dollar ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I I hit an exact and I paid nothing. You said it. I actually ended up losing money on the Kentucky Derby because I threw in. I had um, the second place horse. Actually had a five six seven with a sixteen and other stuff. Didn't even matter. Like it didn't even matter. All the bets I made. You talked about it. The matchups and all the other stuff. They went south because I liked Magna Moon. Magna Moon did nothing in that race. So all the stuff with him. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, what are you going to do? And that's another thing about horse racing that's dangerous. You could play too little or too many. And sometimes when you play too many and you get the ticket. Remember, those favorites came in. Justify was the favorite in the race at 3 to 1. Other than the horse uh, that yeah. came second, your other horse Audible was third, right? So those are two of the co- almost co-favorites in the race and you only throw and that other horse uh, got bet down from 32 8-1 by game time. Eddie Chuck's horse, that who ju- finished second. That Justify horse is uh, very good. Yeah, he's going to be tough to beat. He runs well in the slop, too. He just kind of just plowed through it. Other horses are having problems with I it. I know people always say it right after the horse wins the Kentucky Derby. It's sort of like a UFC champion, Cam. It's the same thing. Anytime a UFC fighter wins a belt, oh, they're going to be tough to beat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, they're going to have the belt for a long time. And, and they fast-forward to next fight, they lose. <laughs> Bam. But yeah, every year you hear this about the horse after. Uh, oh yeah, this horse, triple crown, is gonna be really tough to beat this horse. But you and I, as you know, being horse owners, you can tell like he didn't just win, like he smoked everybody. He did wasn't tired at the end. And yeah. that the problem like, is, you've seen yes. you've seen the Kentucky Derby winners and it's they got a good trip. They won by a length or so. Anything could have happened. No, it's like, you know, this horse just dominated everybody else. Like, Audible was there, but I think the weather conditions did Audible in. The length, actually, Audible uh, wasn't used to. That's why he's not going to be a factor at the Belmont. No, no. length, The stretch is too long. Audible's a speed horse. Yes. And speed horses aren't great. You need a strong sort of thundering horse that... Bob Baffert called uh, Justify the LeBron James of horses. Bold. Yeah. He basically stated he's just too big, he's too strong. Yeah, too big, too you strong. Do you even see him? Like, you know when they do the start of the race and, like, other horses? I'm, like, looking at him in the post parade and go, that horse is a damn monster. He's, like, an offensive lineman. Yeah, he's like, bigger than the rest just, of them. Just the way he looked, he, like, the way he was cut, he just looked like a beautiful, beautiful specimen. And I, I think that horse is going to win the Preakness. But as you come down to it, at the Belmont, you got to have... A crazy, crazy trip, and you also have to have major endurance when to make that move. That stretch goes on forever. Yeah. I've seen horses die, fade Go sideways, man. You—it's it, tough. You can't, That's why it's hard for the Triple Crown, buddy. You can't predict uh, exactly. You can't predict how a horse it is going to respond to that third race. After. It's uh, tough. That's what makes. That's it so why hard the, to other win. the other horses that win are freshened. You know, they come in. They come in from the weight. They're like, "Ooh." And that's why that owner, owners who've had two legs of the of the Triple Crown, are going, "Screw you, man! Why'd you do that to my horse in history?" But everybody's like, "I'm just a sheik trying to make some money, man. My horse has been off. He's bred for this distance. That's why you, you know you're a true specimen." St- Stud like Hall of Famer, winning the Triple Crown because at the Belmont, man, too many horses come in there ready to rock and fresh. We didn't have a Triple Crown winner um, in a long time from in 1977 and uh, and then uh, 1978, Affirmed and Seattle, Seattle Slew, yes. Uh, but the last couple of years, there's been two, hasn't there? Got close with uh, the American pharaoh and uh, the other horse at two been, out of three legs. There's been one for sure. I think there's been two, Cam, in the last like couple of years. One uh, American Pharoah was uh, that, that that horse, and there was one before that that got two two out of three legs, but lost uh, lo- lost uh, the the third one. I'm almost positive. Yeah, I think I think if you, I think you can look it up, it's American Pharoah. I know for a couple of years, for for quite a while, there was quite a run where there was a lot of two or threes. Yeah, like and big, and a, big brown, a lot yeah. of guys, uh, everyone gets, country going yeah. into the third one. They got all excited before the Belmont, and but things changed, man. Yeah. Things change big time at that race. I'm t- I'm telling you, that's the one track that I went to, and they sent us down there, and we talked to a lot of trainers about it. Like we interviewed Todd Pletcher and Dale Romans, these guys. It's it's a very special race. The Kentucky Derby gets all the headlines because of the horse in the field, but at the Belmont, yeah, man, yeah correct, yeah, it was smart. just American Pharaoh. Pharaoh. The other horse didn't do it. He was two out of three, 2015. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Victor Espinoza, one of the best uh, jockeys in the business. Yeah, but you said it though. Lately, there's been a real two out of three trend. Two out of three, two out of three, two out of three. Like horses get real close. Yeah, and before that affirmed. So like, what are we talking about? To win the triple crown, man, like that is a beautiful, beautiful, like it should be commended even more so than it, than what it, what you do to, because it's it's sick. You have to be a special, special horse and the jockey really needs to know what he's doing to make a move. It has to be, everything has to be in sync, man everything you know what's insane though is it after through all these years only 12 horses have won the triple crown i know sir barton 1919 yeah he, he. <laughs> don't know about sir barton very much That's jockey good. was uh, johnny loftus good name hey johnny <laughs> johnny loftus trainer h guy bedwell Know oh, him, the owner JKL Ross just sounds like a rich dude. No, that guy sounds like a tobacco kingpin from the yeah, past, like he got that, together. To and him and Philip no, Morris, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like department <laughs> store guy, <laughs> department Mr. Store. Ross. Yeah. <laughs> 1930, Gallant Fox, Ooh, good name, good handle. I like that. 1935, Omaha, cool jockey name, Willie Smokey Saunders. Yeah, I like that. Smoky, bring back the nicknames. I don't. I've never heard of Sir Barton the horse before. I'll admit. I, I'm going to be frankly honest with you. Nor have I. Gallant Fox. Nope. Omaha. Nope. Omaha to me is what Peyton Manning. Yeah, used Yeah. Omaha. Like. Omaha. 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 And our main man uh, Lou. From Gamblew, hey, Lou. Dot com. <laughs> Got to hand it to Lou with he's, the he's capitals from, and lightning. He's and, from, and, from uh, Omaha. Is he, yeah, he's, is he really from Omaha? Yeah. Huh. Uh, so he moved to Arizona then. Wow. I thought he was uh, born and bred Arizona. Wow. He's from Omaha, who moved to Chicago from Omaha, and then from Chicago to the to Arizona for the sun. Nice. I like yeah, you. Yeah, but he's originally from Omaha. Interesting. He's a Creighton fan. He's a <laughs> Cheap, cheep, the Blue Jays. He went to a Creighton game. <laughs> Did he really? Awesome. Uh, 1937, I know this horse. War Admiral. Yeah, War Admiral, yes. Everyone knows War Admiral. Uh, ni- that was 1937. 1941, I don't know this horse. Whirl Away. I've heard of Whirl Away, but don't know it. Never heard of Whirl Away. What about uh, Count Fleet? Nope. Uh, Actually, Count Fleet, nope. Don't know. Nope. That's 1943. Nineteen forty-six. Never heard of this uh, horse either, but it's—I like the name, nice and simple. Assault. Assault. <laughs> here, here comes assault my, right down the street That's a good one for you. Uh, I like that. Hey, homicide featuring assault. Uh, I like it, assault. <laughs> <laughs> he's a mean horse. I like the owner's name too. King Ranch. Oh yeah, he's the King Ranch. <laughs> Sounds like they got money. <laughs> Uh, 1940, it's weird how, like, we know yeah. somebody's Triple Crown. Well, I know 173 hits with Secretariat, all the yeah, other like, ones we know. We both, I guarantee you know this, 1948, everyone knows him, Citation. Yep. It's like, we know War Admiral, you know Citation. Citation. The other ones I don't, yeah, you haven't heard of these yeah, other no, ones. but somebody's other one, like, why not? They, they're Triple Crown winners, too. How yeah. come they're going to talk about assault? It's a great and point. And him assaulting the field. <laughs> Well, it's just a citation. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, yeah. and then, like, we know these ones Secretariat, of course. Yeah, the jockey Ron Turcott, uh, Canadian, Canadian legend. Yeah, sec- legend. Secretariat's a Canadian horse. Yep, damn right. Ron, Ron Turcott, we interviewed him. Great guy. Yeah, nice Ron man. Turcotte, great guy. he's a, He actually really, like, yeah, he helped me out a big time over at Belmont. Great guy. Sec- Secretariat, one of the, probably the most. Um, Probably the most famous. Best horse in history for dominance. Yeah. When you when you have a picture of a horse winning by, uh, you know. Oh, when, when I, I say Canadian like, horse, actually. Canadian jockey. Yes, exactly. Canadian right, jockey. Right, yeah. Ron Percott's Canadian. The um, Canadian horse that was a great race horse was a Northern Dancer. Northern is a gorgeous horse. Yes, yes Northern Dancer. I'm going to tell you, though, like. For dominance, Secretariat's but the one people talk too. about because of dominance. If you, yeah, I mean, when people, like how do you win that? Like how do you, you win the that Simpsons, race by that? In The Simpsons, when they're doing the tour of the uh, Central Park, <laughs> the horse park, you know, when Homer like nearly runs the horse over in a taxi, the guys like run Secretariat. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't say, you know, run Citation. No, they didn't. They like were- <laughs> everyone knows Secretariat. That's like that's the most uh, War Admiral in the old days is pretty. You know that's a pretty legendary name. People know War Admiral, but Secretariat's the most famous Secretary horse. Secretariat will always be the most famous horse because the, of the dominance. That's the thing. Like no other horse can win win a race by the length and to win the Triple Crown at Belmont But by, as far by as brand name distance, is concerned, I'd say after Secretariat, Seattle Slew. They talk about Seattle Slew a lot and affirmed um yeah but seattle sleuth's name just rolls off the tongue seattle Slew. people know like people like only sort of hardcore horse guys know affirmed you know what i mean you're right you're absolutely right then american pharaoh great horse victor espinoza legendary jock too like and I got to give a lot of credit. I know Justify has been the best horse, but Mike Smith, he's just one of those guys. He's not young, man. Like, that's the thing. Like, this guy has been a world-class jockey forever. How, do you know how old he is, Mercy? What did they say he was? Was he 47 or something? Like, that is nuts to be running on an animal like that at his, at his age and to be dominant. Like, he has been absolutely fantastic. Mike Smith's amazing. You know, you're right here, though. But Secretariat holds the record for, for the triple crown races as far as fastest times. And um, yeah, yeah, and like the victory, right? Yeah, he's been. uh, How about this? Eighteen years old, Steve Coffin won the Triple Crown on Affirmed. Eighteen-year-old jockey. That's yeah. You don't hear that one on the the movie of the week. Like that's the thing you said it. You talk about Seattle's Lewis Secretary. How come there's no movie on Steve Coffin, youngest jockey ever? Like we, like you threw that name out. Who knows who Steve Coffin is? Nobody. Oh, here's I didn't know. Here's an interesting piece of history here too. Only one horse, Cam, has ever finished in second place in all three Triple Crown races. All three Triple Crown races. I have, no And idea. he's a very famous horse. I know this horse. Really? Yeah, Aladar. Aladar! Aladar. Yeah, Aladar wow. finished second to Affirmed in all three. Poor guy. So, in other yeah. words, if not for Affirmed, like, the guy would have won the Derby. He would have won the Preakness or the Belmont. <laughs> like, imagine owning that. That's like the Raptors going against LeBron. LeBron. That's right. That's like you're screwed. You have like this horse that can smoke everyone except this stupid horse affirmed. And then you you talk about the Michael Jordan days with Utah and all the other. Hey, Carl Malone and Stockton would have had some titles too. That would have been nice. In 1995, D. Wayne Lucas became the first and only major jockey or trainer to win all three Triple Crown races with different horses. D. Wayne Lucas, legend. Thunder Gulch in the Derby and Belmont and Timber Country in the Preakness. Ooh, Timber Country, nice. <laughs> I love horse racing. I just wish it was better for us. I wish we had more happiness with the – because it's actually – even when I was watching the Derby and didn't have everything just just the just the vibe when they're coming down the stretch i just i love everything about horse racing man i just wish uh it would last longer the fact that they have that broadcast in like an hour and a half between races and whatever there's got to be a better way to do it game there's got to be a better way and yeah, those hats are kind of stupid no man. i don't oh, i don't like the hat. I, I could buddy that's the thing i told you about the otb and whatever. i don't care about the hat i just like the damn sport i don't like the people you know what I mean? It's just, I always want to go bet on it. I was kind of chuckling when I saw it was raining on everyone with their hats and everything. Yeah, it was. That, that wasn't just sloppy. That was extra sloppy. That track was wet. No, that was the wettest. Uh, that was the wettest Kentucky Derby ever, I heard them say. And that, Three and a half inches of rain on the track. It was it was crazy. I didn't realize this either. That, um, like, with the goggles. Yeah, Ken, they peel them off. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know how many uh, pairs of goggles? Like, there's actually a limit that they're allowed. I think it's. Is it nine? Seven. Seven, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that, yeah, you're right, because then they go peel, peel, peel. If you're a horse caught, caught up in a jam, that's a lot of windshield wipers, but, man. And I never really thought about it, but I heard, uh, I guess it was Bailey talking about it. Jerry Bailey. Jerry. Yeah, Jerry Bailey. Because uh, Gary, Gary Stevens. Gary Stevens, like, had, he was good on TV. Stevens driving again, though. Yeah. Stevens, uh, <laughs> could, he mixed it too much, eh? You know, he couldn't retire. <laughs> Man, he's an arrogant dude, though Gary Stevens. I never, uh, I never had the pleasure of meeting Gary Stevens. No, I never. I interviewed Bob Baffert, though. <laughs> you said he was what, kind of a day too. Right? It's kind of like the Rick. He's got you no. Know, the funny thing is too. He's got kind of a mini lift. Like, and he looks like Rick Flair and Dusty Rhodes. He's kind of got that like wrestling thing going on didn't with the horse. Did Dwayne Lucas blow you off? What? Uh, yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> you no know who was nice to me? Todd Pletcher and Dale Romans. They had the time. But Todd Pletcher, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dale Pletcher, Ro- I like Pletcher's the, a good guy. He's based yeah. in New York. He's been around. Forever, Pletcher's yeah. really nice. Like he was there at the stables. Yeah, because we were watching the training at that four o'clock Nick in the morning. Zito's a cool dude. Nah, uh, didn't get him, but uh, yeah, but. I got a couple of the secondary, like, I was actually getting Todd Pleasure was a coup. The rest of them, uh, you know, I just, I dug deep. You know, I had on my show once in my younger days. I was a young guy. I went up to him in the the garage. Mario Andretti. Nice. Race car driver, legend Mario Andretti. Nice guy. Yeah, yeah. He's got huge paws, too. He's like an old hockey player. He's got those big mitts. It was great. Like, he just talked for, like, 15 minutes about how great he is. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about how great you are, Mr. The best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was a kid. A real, it's a real honor to interview you, sir. It's, yeah, <laughs> that was kind of like me at the Belmont. I put it on the tee for Mario Andretti. You <laughs> know, what do you? It's Mario Andretti, man. Yeah, it was cool. Ronnie got There, we we got to interview all the old uh, jockeys of legendary horses and stuff. It was re- it was it was really cool. But then, I'll have another. Got scratched. uh oh, no yeah, but, triple crown. Yeah, what was a screw job though? Finishing uh... second every time. Yeah that would really Aladar great horse that just tells you nobody cares second in three races is damn good too just remember the winner Game Time Decisions Red Heat and Rage Radio Mike Glewitt will join us we'll talk some NBA basketball Game Time Decisions continues Have you ever wanted to have
4: a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand?
1: Black. Game Time Decisions Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Our main man, Sonny Vega, tuning in. What's up, Sonny? Sonny is Jason Day. Day. I know. I was just looking at it right now. Question mark. He needs the Raiders to win the the AFC Championship, the Saints to win the NFC, 76ers (laughs) to win the East and Houston Rockets. That one pays. Is that one hundred six thousand seven hundred four dollars? Wow! And then the other one is uh, yeah one hundred twenty eight. But you know 000. what? I hope I hope Sonny Vega w- played a little Jason Day at eighteen to one on its own. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. As much as I love you, Sonny, Uh, there's a better chance that I wake up uh, tomorrow morning with hair than there is the Oakland Raiders (laughs) winning the AFC. Well, that's why it's paying (laughs) $106,704. That's a lot of money. And I don't know what he says. Should I cash out? I want to know what the cash out option is. Yeah, just take the Jason Day money, sonny. Like, don't worry about the Rockets, Sixers, Chargers, Saints, Raiders, all this other stuff you got to (laughs) do. That's a lot of work, man. (laughs) The Saints, maybe saints maybe well it's a it's a five it's a five team parlay though i don't understand how the saints are plus 1200 to win the nfc and the raiders are plus 1500 the raiders should be like 100 to one the raiders 30 or 40 dude gruden doesn't know what the hell he's doing (laughs) let's bring in a man that does know what he's doing that's why he's on the show mike blew it steps up and in mike it's always a pleasure my man how you doing
2: great love the ponies talk i too uh, love going to the racetrack i can't say i'm any good at picking horses but it's a good day fun day i went uh, the year that smarty jones got passed right at the rail uh, right down on the wire at the belmont uh, almost 15 years ago
1: that's the thing mike and you know like the belmont there I was telling Marenzi, like I was sitting there, and down the stretch run is when Union Rags actually came in there. It was a it was a tough race because All Have Another was going for the Triple Crown, got scratched. It was all yeah. sorts of crazy. CNN was there and everything, and the whole race well, it really was, lost like, its uh, luster. Doug O'Neil. yeah, th- that was the suspension and yeah, stuff. Exactly, we were there. That's where yeah, I met Aaron yeah. Burnett from CNN at the press conference there. About, met Aaron and, Burnett and our old buddy Richard Garner. He was working in California yeah. for the Stronics <laughs> for their. I, he's like, hey, yeah. pam I go, what are you guys doing here? I go, well, obviously, when you have a horse scratch for a Triple Crown, it became a. Uh, a pretty big story. Yeah, you believe it, Mike. One of our uh one of our best friends actually, real good guy, Richard Gardner. Yep. Uh, does somebody we used to do a show with. Uh he used to run like television networks. So he's yes. a smart guy. I've always said you know, Richard's greatest skill is convincing convincing rich guys to, to let him into the room and run some. Things, <laughs> give him some money. Give him some money. So like, <laughs> no, he really skill. is. He's, no, it really well, is. A great, a so one of these guys. Skill. <laughs> yeah, he's one of these guys that comes out. He's like, yeah, yeah, I just got hired as the ambassador yeah. to Ireland. Yeah, and, You know, I, uh, you know yeah, yeah. I don't have any experience, but, you know, I, I got I the good like <laughs> Yeah, so just out of the blue, I don't know, you know, the Stronics, right? So Stronick owns, like, all the racetracks, most of the racetracks. Mm-hmm. And uh, Frank Stronick is a big uh, steel mo- uh, mo- mogul. Yeah. Uh, Belinda Stronick was a politician, rumored to have an affair with Bill Clinton. Um, and Bono of YouTube. Wow. She's kind of a Heavy cute. Hitter. Yeah. So, of course, our friend hits it off with Belinda Stronic. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you know what? We're looking for someone to, uh, to run the racetrack over at Santa Anita. Um, th- and, uh, basically the TV portion. She's like, you're in TV. You know, our TV guys don't know what they're doing. Why don't you take over all of our TV Paramutual network? And, uh. You know, but this is the catch. You're going to have to move to Santa Anita and um, live in the the mansion. Basically, yeah. he lived on this house. Remember, Gabe? He was going to turn into a whole network and hire us to do, yeah. like, sports and yeah. horses and everything. I wish he would have stayed. I, it I, ca- I called him once, and he, he told me. He goes, he kind of whispers. He goes, Gabe, you're not going to believe it, but I'm, I'm sitting here eating lunch with Bo Derek right now. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of whispers. <laughs> I'm Bo Derek. I'm like, Bo Derek. And he's like, she really is a 10. <laughs> like, because, <he's> like, <laughs> you know, Bo Derek's really into the horse Scene. like she's yeah. really into it like she saves she really horses and like yeah. whatever like she's on the board you, of dropped en-
2: you dropped enough names in that rant there that i thought you were going to uncover a conspiracy theory or the freemasons or the skull and bones society i didn't know where that was oh, going yeah. but it was a nice finish
1: I can go there if you want. Actually, I can. I can can, actually. But our friend, our friend also has an ability of pissing off rich people. After about a year, that's true. (laughs) He's kind of like an angry coach. He's got a a short shelf life, but a great guy. Yeah. So. Yeah, Yeah, like Rex Ryan. Yeah, basically a year in. Basically a year in, he was feuding with like Frank Stronach, and uh, he actually quit, and. Man, he was making a lot of money. He sure was. He was making a lot of money. Uh, he was making so 20000 He gets 000.
2: in with rich guys, but he's a small dose guy for those rich guys. They can only take him yes. to start.
1: Yes. Yeah. He should be a, point. He should be a politician, actually. He really should be. You know what? Now he's actually uh, producing videos for the ethanol industry. I know he asked the ethanol e- oil like the yes, ethanol lobby. He asked my girl. Yeah, he asked my girlfriend no, 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 to he, do a story on. it. I mean, she, she's not in the ethanol. That's game. What I'm saying, dude, he's a sports gambler, bro, Mike. <laughs> All right. Yet now he appears he to have a lot of range. He now he the represents aesthetic. the ethanol lobby and produces video on the benefits of ethanol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah, you put ethanol well, over the next six
2: months before he ticks them off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of stations already have a minimum 10% in your gas. Oh, I could go on and on. I went to, uh, remember we went to a banquet with him. Yep. He introduced us to, like, the the top general of, like, Afghanistan. And the guy's, like, wife's, like, a swinger and stuff. Like, this, like, wife, this, like, hot milf, man. She's, like, all over us. Like, it was like a porn movie. Like, I thought, like, it, seriously. And, like, the guy. I, they, and they're all, like, oh, no they To, like, the general, he's kind of a swinger and stuff. And I'm, like, dude. I'm not like touching this general's wife in front of him. The guy's in yeah, uniform. it's hard to know
2: what the it's hard to know what the etiquette is if you're not into that thing.
1: <laughs> He's in uniform. Yeah, exactly. What's the etiquette on? Yeah, what's the etiquette on on uh, on baseball? Right. Break? Like, when do oh, I have Jesus. to stop? When
2: yeah. do I have to stop? Does he give me cues before I make the next
1: move? Uh, it was a baseball <laughs> banquet, too. It was. It, was a baseball. it was a lot of fun. It was a baseball banquet. We were speakers. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, um, Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics. History is not on the side of the Toronto Raptors, nor the Philadelphia 76ers. No, sir. Uh, I mean, not once. It's not once in the history of the NBA has e- anybody ever come back from down three, none. But. Are we we looking to do the sweeps tonight? What do you think? Let's start with the early tip-off. Six o'clock, early start tonight, guys. Philadelphia and Boston. Mike, what's your take?
2: I'll give Philly this one. I I do think, obviously, they were playing great down the stretch. um, But we have to remember, at some point, I'm not going to throw them completely under the bus. We have to remember, this is their first time in this position, being in the playoffs. This is an extremely young team. I do think that... Philly has been badly out coached because they've been, they've managed, Boston has managed to get Simmons completely rattled, obviously, uh, to the tune of taking four shots in an entire game. Uh, But I do think I'll give them enough. Uh, They have enough talent. They obviously have enough wherewithal, in my opinion, to take tonight's game. I'm not looking at a sweep there. Uh, On the other side of things, Toronto with DeRozan missing an entire fourth quarter, they gave Cleveland every last shot that they had and had a nice, did a really nice job of coming back. I just don't really see them being able to get it done tonight. I think they are checked out and uh, ready to play golf.
1: We we're going to take the we we're going to take the five points with the Raptors. I I'm guess actually, it, I actually really like the spot yeah. for Toronto tonight. I think there's yeah. going to be a lot of money on Cleveland, and it looks like a short price. And uh, I'm going to take the Raptors. Well, let's talk about this from a gambling perspective yeah. first, yeah. in the yeah. sense that it, okay, it, it was six points, now it's five. Exactly. Nobody burnt more money as a favorite this year than the Cleveland Cavaliers. And as great as LeBron is, they didn't cover the other night. I know Raptors came right? back. The Raptors big time. actually sure. covered a point spread when getting four, so it's come down to five. I don't believe that this Raptor team's going to quit tonight. I think they're going to dig down deep, and I think they they want to avoid the embarrassment. I don't think the Raptors think, "Oh, we're coming back and winning this series." They got swept by this team last year. They are sensitive to the criticism of the Skip Baylesses and the Cowherds and the Jackasses of the world and the mockeries of the Gifts and the Crying Jordans and all this stuff. They know all about it. And I'm not stating that winning this game salvages anything, but one game at a time. The fact of the matter is they've lost two of the three games by a combined three freaking points. The NBA... As much as the the Raptors blew Game One and coughed it up, the NBA admits the next damn night that oh yeah, by the way, it was a flagrant foul. Yes, <laughs> should have been uh, should have been Raptor ball and free throws. In other words, the Raptors would have freaking won that Game One. No excuses. It is what it is. The officiating at this point is great. What's your take on this, Mike? Yeah, it's it's brutal. You've been around. You've seen you've seen different eras. But what's your take on this? It's almost to the point where it's like. Um, Washington general type stuff and the Harlem Globetrotters and Krusty the Clown. He's using a freaking ladder, ref. Like, LeBron yeah. is great, but the constant calls. He changes referees' Dude, opinions. Dude, Serge That's Ibaka, the problem. yeah, and NY, it's 50-40. That to was 40. continuation. 50-40 the other night, yeah. right before the end of the half. Great uh, point. Sergi Baka goes in for a dunk, gets fouled. Would have been an N1, made a 50-43. He's on the damn free throw line. He's about to shoot the ball. Yeah. LeBron James keeps bitching to one ref, Then they... Whoa, 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 Serge. Like, Serge is about to shoot. LeBron James got them to reverse the damn call. And then Cleveland hit a three before the half. Totally changed everything. Uh, Kyle Lowry was repeatedly fouled. LeBron James was repeatedly fouling Kyle Lowry. Masai Ujiri, the general manager, actually went nuts and got fined for going down to courtside and yelling at the referees. To me... It taints, it taints LeBron's greatness. Their desire and the entertainment aspect of the NBA to get certain players in prime time is beyond. It's into WWE land now. To me, yeah. listen, they screwed him in game one. They admitted. They admitted the next day, Mike, oh, yeah, oh, it was goaltending on LeBron. But let's celebrate the three yeah. that he hit right after. It was goaltending. Yeah. They would have lost the game.
2: Yeah. They would have lost the say. series. Yeah, first of all, um, as an aside, there's a great article in Sports Business Journal about Masayu Ujiri that I just read last week about all of his humanitarian efforts. I encourage everybody to read that. It's a great, oh, guy, a great guy off the a... court. Great guy off the court. So um, I would say in general, clearly, star treatment is at an all-time high with LeBron. The irony of that is that a few years ago, the NBA rightfully tried to peel back the amount of complaining and bitching and moaning at the referees. We saw that. Um, Tim Duncan was guilty of it. LeBron has always been guilty of it. The star players were the ones that were frankly complaining the most. You remember there was a, there was a moment in NBA history within the last 10 years where they had to put a clamp down on the amount of complaining done to the refs. It was getting, it was going back and forth both ways. Remember famously Duncan got yeah. those technicals from Joey, um, Crawford, Crawford, threatened yeah. fight. Yes. Yes. Crawford right. finally right. said,
1: let's just fight he gave him two <laughs> texts
2: while, while Duncan was, he gave him two texts while Duncan was sitting on the bench, really saying nothing. It became a hostile environment. Um, but to your point, it seems to have crept back into the fold with LeBron getting these types of calls Working the refs constantly, it's just gotten out of control uh, to this point. Now, going back to your other call, I I think it's a really good point about Toronto. And I would probably take the points because as much as I think that Cleveland will close it out tonight, they are due for, and I said this the other day on the show with Kevin Walsh on Fantasy Sports Today, the Cavs are due for a game or two where they check out during the series. Not necessarily LeBron, but we saw this in the Pacers series, whether it's Kevin Love or J.R. Smith or somebody doesn't show up or a couple of guys don't show up, and it's a little too much LeBron and nobody else contributes and they can lose a game, maybe even two. I can see that happening tonight. Even if they win, it could be in miraculous fashion like the other day or in even in game one. So I can appreciate that. And then uh, in the Boston-Philly game, I-, I see that being a tight game, too. I'll give the game to Philly, but I would probably take the seven points.
1: Yeah, that's the, th- that's the thing, Mike. Like, Vegas made a huge, huge point spread adjustment. You remember the Philly game? The first thing I said to Gabe when we were doing the show the other day, I like, uh, Boston's getting nine. They're getting nine points nine, in this yeah. game. And we're like, yeah, and we're like – and then I remember before game time, it went even just to eight and a half. And we were talking about it, I'm going, this is absolutely nuts. Like, Boston has the veteran players. Rozier's playing great. All these guys. And then tonight – you talking about, like, Vegas making an adjustment even to six, though, but a team up three to nothing. I, I'm telling you, man, like, Boston, there have been a license to print money this postseason, and they get no respect.
2: Yeah. I mean, the nine-point spread the other day was crazy. Even though I expected Philly to win that, I just yep. had no sense that they were going to do, do so in a blowout. Um, it is a young team. You can't expect them to just – Put teams away like that in the playoffs. You know, they, they that first round series for them it wasn't a walkover because they were hot. They were challenged, and now we're seeing it with a veteran and a and a coach that look. I, I see Brett Brown getting crushed a lot uh, via social media, and maybe he deserves some criticism. But even if you are okay with Brett Brown, Brad Stevens is putting on a clinic in many ways.
1: Yeah, what about what about uh you talk about Brown? What about Dwayne Casey too? Like the last game, like we've been talking on the show about the two guys who are getting it as coaches. Dwayne Casey went absolutely bananas. Like this guy usually like could be punched yeah. in the face and just laugh at the other guy. He went nuts on the officials in that he's game. Literally, he's, gonna well, he's literally he's going to explode. He's literally fighting for his job. He is. He, oh, you, 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 you said I it. I think man. you know this is is pretty much it. And when he benches Demar yeah. Derozan, oh, he's pretty much saying, saying it's no, it's me, yeah, whatever." We're now right? we're the highway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing whatever I can right now. What do you think of uh, Casey? Uh, we got about three minutes here, Mike. From an outsider's perspective, there's been a lot of debate about Casey for the last couple of seasons. It's hard to say he's not a good coach. I mean, the guy won 59 games, he's won 55 games repeatedly. Yet, um, a lot of questionable rotation decisions, a lot of questionable matchup decisions, switching decisions. And um, I swear to God, I don't know if there's a team worse in the NBA coming out of timeouts uh than the Toronto yeah, Raptors that's, that's, and it's that's a, a coach it's, it's a repeated problem 57 seconds left close game you know what do they do there's eight seconds left on the shot clock they have Kyle Lowry inbound the ball 40 feet backwards so Van Vliet can you know heave a desperation three his insistence Van on Vliet having Van took Fleek. two
2: in yes. the last two games Van Vliet yes. do two. two do or die by design. two by design I it's know. not an accident and he was injured He's, it was injured. Kyle Lowry,
1: Kyle Lowry's killing everything in the fourth quarter. I know. He couldn't miss, Mike, on Saturday. So what about it this, made, this? It drove me Casey nuts on Saturday
2: because they had just failed with that on Thursday with Van Vliet taking do-or-die threes. To your point about Casey, all this stuff out on the table, the reality is if they get swept or lose in five, and part of that uh, narrative is that he benched DeMar DeRozan for a fourth quarter, It is not going to work out long term. They're going to have to make a change for Demar Derozan's sake and for the franchise's sake, so they can move on with that narrative and just say, "You know what, Dwayne didn't fit this team. We'll get over the hump with a new coach."
1: And you know what, Jerry Stockhouse has been coaching the Raptors, doing quite well. G League teams and winning championships with them as well. Uh, Mike Blewett, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for the time. Thanks, fellas. Great to talk. Take Take care. Decisions Radio continues. To the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time,
2: Game time decisions.
1: Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Mike Blewett it start to uh, get me worked up. You were you were in a lather, buddy. Well, I'm glad he sees the same thing. Exactly. I really, for the love of God, don't understand, man. What the hell he sees in Fred Van Fleet so much. He, he, he falls in love with him. Fred Van Fleet. Listen, I, I, if you remember many times this year, I stated I was wrong about Van Fleet. I thought that he was just a scrub. And, you know, it turns out he was a good contributor to the basketball team. But let's be real here, Cam. He's a short, small, overachieving, hardworking backup He's a yes. backup. Yes, he is. All right. He played great yes, he with is. the second unit as a point guard. He's a backup who somehow has worked his way not only like into being on the floor, whether he starts or not. This has been going on for the last three or four months, man, in which Van Fleet just shoots too damn much. Casey designs play, plays for him, and this is and not everybody's Casey's fault, but hey, Casey. There's a, and listen, it's not like Ty Lue's a great coach, camp No, actually. I mean, well, we know he's coaching that. And LeBron's coaching come that on, team, buddy. I mean, come on. Tyrone Lue's just there. I mean, it's yeah. not like. You're right. He's a mannequin. And there's a reason even Tyrone Lue, number one, is allowing Van Fleet to be open. Yeah. Because yeah. he knows other guys will demolish him if we go inside or outside. No, other but it's guys. like, there's a reason for Fred Van like, Fleet wasn't drafted. But it's like did. coaches say. Yes. It's like coaches say. If you're open, don't shoot. You're open for a reason. They're leaving Van Fleet open. And we already got burnt by this in game one. We already got burnt in which Van Fleet missed a wide-open three. And listen, hitting a wide-open three isn't a lock by any stretch of the imagination. But the guy has been out also for the last five weeks. He's clearly not 100%. he looks bad. And he should be our fourth or fifth option. All right, so fine. DeMar DeRozan doesn't shoot the damn ball in game one. It was a one or the other. Either DeMar shoots when he goes into the paint. If not, kick it out to Van Fleet. Now, for the love of God, Cam, I don't know why you wouldn't kick it out to Kyle Lowry. I mean, Kyle Lowry's the one that we're paying $28 million to, not some jackass from and Wichita State. The point you said, he scored all those points in the fourth quarter. He was well, on, that, he, he was on a that, heater. I'm talking about game one. Oh, now I'm going the yeah. yeah, in, game three Saturday. It was ridiculous. Yeah, the Raptors are down by 17. It was essentially the Kyle Lowry show in the fourth quarter. Damn, right. He's taking it to the rack. He's hitting threes. He's doing everything. He single-handedly cut the lead to three, and an OB hits the shot. Sure did. But who's getting the shots? Fred Van, Van Fleet. Fleet. And I even said during the game. I said during the game. I said they better not have this design. It was 57 seconds left in the game. The Raptors were down by, uh, by five. And I'm like, they better not design this for Van Fleet. And I saw that Lowry was going to be the inbounder, and I said I, out loud at the time um, that, hey, If you're having Lowry, have Lowry inbound the ball and then give it right back to him. And then he can do his thing hit hit a three, right? But no, 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 no. They have Lowry throw it into the backcourt so Van Fleek can go back and get (laughs) it with eight seconds left on the shot clock. And then run up the floor and then bomb a desperation three from near half court that barely hit the damn rim. Now, you would think was that a – no, but Cam – that was out of a timeout. I know. And that's, that was where, you, out of a timeout. that's where you make and break coaches. Like that's, that's, that's what they came up with. And <laughs> so then after, Casey was actually asked. It's to the point where he is being asked about these calls, uh, about the DeRozan call. And, you know, it was basically DeMar didn't shoot. And, yes, Van Fleet was designed to shoot after, if it wasn't DeMar. So asked about this play. Why did you throw it into the backcourt with 57 seconds left? And basically, he said they wanted to create space for Van Fleet. (laughs) Create space for Van Fleet. Exactly. Now, secondly, DeMar DeRozan, Cam, learned his lesson. You didn't need to embarrass him by leaving him on the bench. We're already losing a damn series already. You want to, like, piss off your superstar now? Yeah, exactly. They made their point. Yeah, they went on the run. But to me, I would have put DeMar back in with, like, five minutes left in the game. I For, for sure and, you would have. You know, now, he's, now he's pissed. Well, now I think he'll play with a chip on his shoulder tonight. And I expect he handled it pretty well the other night. But that's nothing to do with Casey. And you said it. But, Jerry Stackhouse has been money down in uh, at the, with the 905s. You said it. They, they don't even care about, about about Dwayne Casey. He He's good as gone. It's over, Morency. Like, honestly, to, to bench a star it's like gonna that? It's going to have to be. Dude. It has to be. You can't get rid of the whole damn team. He's gone. And the, and the 905s have been great. Jerry Stackhouse has the experience now. Hell, man. Like, even Jerry Stackhouse coaching in the D-League. Like, what's Dwayne Casey do? You said it. Coming out of timeouts. No plan. He has a regular season. Warriors. What do you do in the playoffs? Nothing. It's just it's been going problem, on for years, man. A big problem for Dwayne Casey right now as well is his rotations. And we saw the same thing last year, Cam, in the playoffs. Against the Cavaliers, in which he starts switching and changing, and dude, they won fifty nine games this year. All right, just play the damn way we play during the year. Like, what? Let, let me. Why the hell did Delon Wright play five minutes the other night only on Saturday? Why? Because he struggled a little bit in one of the games in a sequence. Yaker Pertle missed uh, missed a layup. Yep. He hasn't been you know hasn't been great. You know whatever. Has he struggled a little bit? Yes. He's a rookie. You played him all year. Now, suddenly, he doesn't play a yep. single minute. Valanchunas. One night, Valanchunas takes 32 shots and plays 38 minutes. The next freaking night, Valanchunas plays 16 minutes. And then the next night, he'll play 33 minutes again. What's this? KC th- has been the coach of these same players for years now. I know. For like five years. You know these guys. Yet here you are continuously searching not knowing what rotation do I get. It's like, Dwayne, live with your damn rotation and die with it. What do you? When, As opposed to getting guys in and out, and he's right. playing, he's not playing, he's benched, oh, tonight DeLon Wright's going to play 22 minutes because he hit a basket. Like, Dwayne Casey, I don't know if you're going with your gut, dude, but your gut and your instinct is wrong on your rotations right now. It's a problem. He's, on, he's on tilt, man. Like whatever he does, yes. he can't make the right decision. Yes. It's a, it's like gambling when you're down. Sure, you go with your gut, but you're not going to win. And another thing that you That's bring up—that's a good up, way putting. No, he's is. on tilt. He stores totally is on tilt. Well, I've been there. It's like no, gambling. You're it right. sucks being on tilt. Blows, but the problem is, is he's doing a lot of right things. I mean, benching no, no. Demar did help. Yes, getting Ananobi out there did help. Like leaving C.J. Miles on the floor. Like he yeah. did a lot of things. But then he goes brain dead and he doesn't cut off LeBron James at the baseline and he lets LeBron run up the damn court. And it's your point. Like, no other team when you watch – they don't do things as differently or as inconsistently as the Raptors do. And what do you know covering sports for all these years? Athletes are creatures of habit. That they get used to something. When things go a little bit different, it can, get, it can go wild. And right now, it's like a bad train that's off the tracks right now. This guy's on tilt and he can't feel it right now. And he's just throwing stuff out there that's not working. It's no. a big problem. I was exchanging tweets uh, with Toronto Raptors analyst Leo Rowden yes. earlier in the day. Syracuse Leo. Yeah. And uh, What's he saying? Uh, Leo's always a happy guy. Yeah, he yeah, he sees the glass half full. He's always he's <laughs> a he's a life's good <laughs> he, happy type guy. He is. He, <laughs> he loves, life is good for Leo. He's had a good life. He sure has. Great, great stuff. Played in the NBA, Canadian national uh, Olympian, Syracuse legend, Syracuse. One of the Syracuse, uh, didn't, just Syracuse uh, didn't just play for Syracuse, like you said. I mean, look, no, no, he's, he's a not, legendary. There. He's not Carmelo Anthony, but he played well. Yeah, he's like uh, he's on. Uh, you know, his kid played basketball. He's got a lot of good things yeah, his going kid on. Played but, there. Like the Rowdens' name, exactly. People know Leo Rowdens in uh, it's Syracuse lore, etc. Uh, he was a star player with Syracuse, played uh, with the Philadelphia seventy six ers. Uh Then became a head coach of uh, Team Canada's uh, national team, and and that's a team that's just peaking upwards. Um. So he was he was head coach, and, and now he's the analyst. But uh, I've done a lot of TV shows with Leo Rowdens over the years, so I got to know him a bit, and yeah, he's a nice guy. He is. Like he put it, he's a lot nicer than Sam Mitchell. Yeah. Well, remember when Sam Mitchell was in studio? I don't want to throw Sam Mitchell. Yeah. out no, no, of no, He was—he wasn't very nice. He's like—he's like, hey, buddy. It's like, yeah, my face is red. Thanks. He's like the red tomato. Sam, Have a drink. Sam Mitchell <laughs> thinks like he's like Phil Jackson. He's won like ten titles. you something. saying. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Like he was strutting in there. Yeah, good career with the Timberwolves. Like I'm not going to take anything away from Sam Mitchell, but it, you, he walks around like, "Hey, I'm kind of the big man on campus." You know, though, when I was doing OTR with Sam Mitchell, I was on a few times with him. He's he is funny. Like he is. Ta- oh, he could cut uh, you yeah, up pretty good. Oh, uh, he's talented. He he he, went, he he had me a couple. He did a couple zingers. He he is. He is. Uh, <laughs> he is a talented guy, but. You know, he's a lifelong NBA guy and coach, et cetera. So all these guys are just sort of arrogant. Leo Rowden's isn't. Leo is no, uh, a regular dude. Yeah, Leo likes to party and stuff, right? Oh, he does, yes. Yeah, Leo. And, and Jack, Jack, the other uh, uh, analyst, uh, Jack likes to, he likes his Guinness. Nice. Yeah, Jack Armstrong's a good guy. Fantastic guy. He's totally. always been nice to me. Yeah, no, I know i remember. former head him coach three. of uh, Niagara Purple Eagles. Yep. And uh, Fordham, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think Fordham, the Fordham Rams, too. A couple teams there. Yeah, he, no, Jack's awesome. I, like, when I run into him, I was like, hey, how you doing? Like, he's one of those guys. I meet guys that I used to work with before, and they'll just put their head down and, like, try to avoid you. He's nice. Yeah, so um, so I was exchanging tweets with Leo Rowdens, and um, I asked him, are they loose today? What's the mood of the team? And uh, he said, they're always loose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good or bad, loose. Yeah. yeah. He said, he goes, yeah, no, they're loose. They're loose. He goes, they're they're always actually kind of loose, this team. But uh, no, it's they don't have... I think the Raptors, as I stated, Cam, listen, no team in NBA history has ever come back from 03. So let's not delude ourselves here. We so, have to take this one game at a time. Yes, we do. But, and I'm not using this as an excuse if you're a Cleveland Cavalier fan tuning in, but... Your team is oh. only playing right now because the NBA is rigging the games. <laughs> yeah, it feels that way. All right. You should have lost to Indiana. You they got screwed. It was a gold hand. You yep. would have lost the damn series, all right? In, in a fair league cam, the Raptors are up two games to one right now. Yeah. Well, they win game 1. The it's not it's not me or an excuse. It's a fact. The NBA Stated after game one on Wednesday that, yes, we made a mistake. Yes, they did. It was a flagrant foul. It should have been reviewed. It would have been a flagrant foul. And it would have been free throws for the Raptors and possession. possession. Therefore, we would have had free throws and possession, Cam, with nine seconds left in the game. (laughs) <laughs> they would have won, the yes, right? <laughs> won the game. Yes, of course they would have won the game. But you said this before. Yes, they brought not, it upon themselves by blowing the league. It's not NBA. It's NBE, National Basketball Entertainment. It is. It is. It's NBE. So- all right, game game three on Saturday was a damn joke, like you said. LeBron's just making calls. Just LeBron should just wear a damn uniform like a ref's That's jersey. The, yeah, no, it's it's they listen and they listen to everything he says. He can't it's go wrong. It's, it's sort of like yeah, Tom Brady's yeah. the only one I've ever seen that where you know where, where, where the, the refs just, just oh thanks Tom yeah. Aaron Rodgers tries doesn't work as They much. tell him that off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no. Aaron Rodgers gets <laughs> here. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't get the Tom Brady. Yeah. Tree. No, they used to listen to Manning too. Manning, yeah, you, Manning, Manning used Manning. to get away with it. Manning could go into the yeah referee's huddle. he? He could go over and. Confer and talk to them about it. You'll notice Tom Brady's allowed to talk to the refs in their little circle. Of course he is. Aaron Rodgers will try and they'll push him yeah. off. <laughs> off screen. <laughs> They're like, it probably pisses Rodgers off. He's probably like, uh, he's probably like Patrick Reed, sort of like, if I yeah, was Spieth, yeah, thinking, oh, I'm not, I'm not Brady, huh? I'm not Brady, right? Can't talk to you guys? <laughs> it's so bad. No, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And, and he, you know what? Roger should be treated with respect. Look what he's done with that team, man. But you want like, to talk about a quarterback. But hey, I'll dude, say one thing. The games are being rigmarancy, but there's one thing that you can't deny. The 50, 52 to 19 turnover ratio. Like, the Raptors got to protect the ball a little bit better. It's not the referees have been screwing them, yeah. but their turnovers are a bit, oh, no, no. It's come on. It's pathetic. Yeah, they bring They're up minus 33 in the ratio. Like, that's... That's, that's craziness, man. And you clean that up. The referees have been horrible. They've been actually, it, it's comical. For you, for Jerry, yeah, these guys to go wild, they're going to get calls tonight. That's the thing. They, they are. No wonder why. not. So hey, we're businessmen. What do you know? Let's think about this logically. Extend the yeah. series, more monies. Take yeah, Toronto imagine, tonight. Uh, imagine if both of these things are, uh, are sweeps right now, tonight. Yeah. They're screwed. And, and the other series are going fast now, too. They're going to be over next game. They're both double digit favorites. Yeah. 11 and, and a half. So and 12. you might be thinking, well, they could just start all the series. No, no, no. no they you can't. guys don't understand. They already have this this stuff scheduled. The NBA finals are locked in. That that crap starts like June 17th and stuff, camp. You know what I mean? They can't, yeah, they, they could hypothetically say, all right, you guys, hey, the Warriors and Rockets start Wednesday. What are they going to do? You're going to have two weeks off in between? <laughs> like Suddenly, they're going to have to start like stretching games That's out. That's And it's a real— Let's let's play the game. No, play you're the, totally yeah. right. Of course we they, are. They, they, ideally, the Raptors win tonight. They go back to Toronto Wednesday. Win they, again they and lose again. game s- six. They, uh, they, lose, yes. they lose on game six Friday night in Cleveland. Yep. And then, boom, they've got Cleveland on two more times this week. And then, bam, Cleveland plays against uh, whoever on uh, Boston on Sunday. You said it. Sixers are winning tonight. That'll be extended. Both series are probably going to go six. The league would prefer it now because they've already screwed the Raptors. LeBron's going to win the series. Of course he is. Now it's about revenue. (laughs) And now it's about commercials uh, played. And not just revenue for the teams, but revenue as in TNT, ESPN, ABC, have an inventory of commercials, Cam, that they've already charged the networks for, right? Like Budweiser's been promised. Listen, we're gonna pay. We're gonna play twelve hundred thirty-second commercial breaks during the NBA playoffs yeah. for you. And that—that's that, the thing. you have to do that NBA playoffs equals yeah. huge commercial. For them, for them like, to yes. do that, they need actual games to play the damn commercials in. Yep. Right now, if they don't meet these obligations, it carries over. <laughs> Do you think they want to write a check back nah. back to Budweiser? Well, no, no, they're not giving any money back. <laughs> they're not giving any money back here. It's sort of like uh, credit. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. now we get this much for free. Uh, they're like, all right, Budweiser. Yeah, yeah, we owe you eighty-four ads, and yeah. Yeah. we're gonna put it on. We'll give you, you know, instead of eighty-four here, how about this? We'll give you a fifty on the football telecast. Sold. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, uh, you know uh, it's of negotiation. Like, yeah, it's for a sure. give and take. Yep. Sort of like. Uh, like with, uh, with Rogers in Canada with the big uh, hockey deal that they did. Cam, like they spent all this money, so they raised the premiums of the, the advertising because they yes. spent $5.5 billion. It's, it's a an, lot of money. Insanity. Right? So but in context, NBC only spent $2.2 billion. Smart. So they spent $5.5 billion, so they didn't have a choice. So they nailed all the advertisers. But what happened is since there's never a Canadian a team? team. I know. The ratings are down, and then suddenly that guy on Dragon's Den, Boston Pizza, he wants his money back. Exactly. Trebillic <laughs> And you see that guy. You don't want to piss that guy off. It's a cop, too. He owns part of the flames. Do it at Boston Pizza? Guy, yep, go? damn right. Jim Trelivick. Does he? Yeah. 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 He's such <laughs> a hard ass, that guy. <laughs> He's not very nice.
4: Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand?
1: Time decisions and Heat Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Gabe, I didn't tell you about uh, the windstorm over the weekend. Uh, It was was a lot worse than I thought. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, (laughs) My name? No, honestly, I didn't know because the way my you've been to my townhouse before, you can't see on the top until you go down the street. Did your roof? Oh yeah, 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 I got, I got wood, I got, I got my roof. I'm missing shingles, buddy. Like, I'm talking Denny Savard shingles. Really? I got problems. My neighbor came up to me. I didn't tell you this. I was going to say for the show, I don't want to talk about $8 pants that I buy at the store because you gave me shit for that last time. So I'm going to tell you a real story. No, I didn't mind the $8 no. pants no, no, but I'm going to tell you a real story now. Anyway, You opened I, up the show with Yeah, it. I'm not opening up the show with the pants. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to segment four shingles. And I'll tell you something. My neighbor's like, Cam, did you see the top of your roof? i go i was out of town what the hell are you talking about well, how can you guy, see should, the top of your that's roof. my point but this guy goes for bike rides and stuff and he sees different angles he goes come with me so we go for a walk i got strips of dirt missing shit i come up to the guy I go what's what the hell he goes well there's a couple on my side and you got a whole strip off he goes we got to do something about this we went to the condo board it's called act of god and nature they don't pay for it so it's not if you have an insurance policy or whatever thank god it wasn't the whole roof but I basically. I'm going to be dropping about 600 bucks to get my shingles fixed. You got to get Portuguese Joe up there. Free rent, shingle job. (laughs) Hey, Joe, I'll knock 300 off. (laughs) You got to get Portuguese. I don't know if I want to put him on a ladder, though. It's pretty high. He's Portuguese. (laughs) Uh, I guarantee he knows uh, somebody that uh, knows somebody that can help you out. Yeah, I like that. Maybe uh, we got we to gotta reduce ah, costs. come on. My neighbor's, uh, how, how, he goes high how, end. How would a guy uh, named Portuguese Joe not have a connection uh, for anything? He's got a lot of connections. Exactly. More to more to more to the supermarket biz and cleaning. That's his game. His, game. his game. is cleaning. Tell him it's like directly over his room too. Say, Joe, yeah. we got a big problem. Like, yeah, hey, hey yeah, Joe. Yeah. Joe, it's right down to the room over your wood, and I'll tell you something about mold and water damage. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's Dude, worth, if it's you one get, hazard after another in this stupid city, I've realized. Recently. Do you understand, though, Morenci? Like, somebody puts, t- like, I, tornado warnings yeah. and tornadoes and, like... Windstorms. R- windstorms. So, I don't know. Did you see You know Visine vi- 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 Vince? You wouldn't believe what happened. He took a picture of it. He had two giant trees. He lives in a backyard. Just missed his place. Like he's so lucky. They both fell. But he's been out with a chain. This guy's useless. He can't even like turn on <laughs> turn his oven on. He's my buddy, great gambler and all. But he's got with a chainsaw. Never
0: hear, like because he doesn't want to pay some guy like five hundred <laughs> bucks to clean up his yard.
1: He's got two. Like, and I'm talking old trees, buddy. Not these little twigs. I'm talking like redwoods baby I don't know if you saw the video at uh Pearson airport, oh yeah, the- fl- uh, planes flying sideways, yeah, it was nuts, yeah, planes were flying sideways, and the um the uh luggage containers, oh God oh yeah, luggage yeah. look at the video here. the big metal luggage uh containers started uh started flying around yep. man and nearly <laughs> wiping people out. It was like over the top. Oh, yeah. It was crazy, man. Here's, like, here's the uh, look at this. Yeah. So they're just moving. Look at it. Yeah. They're moving on their own. Wow. Yeah. Now there's, there's at, a, at a fast clip, too. Man, that's crazy. They're here. There's another video here. <laughs> Dude, there's like guys dodging. There's like guys dodging for their life. Look at this. Yeah, no. They had the the reporter from the other show that I'm doing at six o'clock. The guy was down there saying, "Yeah, it was it was like dead life or death situations by the airport there." Man, I just got an ad blocker on Twitter. Really? Yeah, I couldn't play a GIF because of an ad blocker on Twitter. Yeah. Look, look. Yeah, this is you this, can this, run over there, throw into the truck. Oh, this guy, oh this my guy. god! Wow, that's, oh. cool. that's coming in hot. <laughs> And those things weigh a lot. Oh yeah, that'll kill. Oh, buy my truck. Oh, yeah. look, 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 at look at this guy here. Look at this guy. Oh, 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 man. Yeah, that thing hits you. You're, you're in big trouble. And what it'll do? It'll pin you. That's the thing. Those guys almost got pinned. That would have been a disaster. Yeah. So and you know the the you airport's know, he, in my neck of the woods. He would have been told after uh, also uh, act of God, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, that's what they say. Act of God. So anyway, bust out the wall. But you're right. I should look for a, a cheaper contractor. Our boy Craig uh, Craig Martin uh, tuning in said, I heard you guys talking about the horse dominance, the Rue and other horses who finished uh, second three times in a row in the Triple Crown races. Just think of the career Phil and Ernie Els would have had. More so Phil if Tiger uh, didn't exist. Such a good point. Phil would have 20 to 25 more wins. Now, um, always a pleasure, uh, Craig. Now, speaking of Tiger Woods, he struggled a little bit over the weekend. And I saw an article in the New York Post um, this morning. And um, it was basically, the headline was, the Tiger Woods we never expected that we would see. And it went on to say that we never expected to see Tiger Woods, just an average golfer on tour. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what the hell have you guys been watching for the last eight years? That's right. And like, we, we've been and, and, know, and by the way, Cam, he has one like good two rounds, and he's gonna win the Masters. He can't play four, and then the media buries him again. After I know, stop building the guy up. Stop building him up. Tiger is who he is. It's an accomplishment that he's even back on a tour right now. Let him be. He'll win one of these stupid tournaments one one day. He'll win a tournament again. He's never winning a major. He'll win some. You know the the shell open or something like that shell houston open or one in florida Actually, no, like no, Bay hill where he played whatever know, know what's coming up this week where he plays really well at the players he, championship at tpc sawgrass but he, he, i don't think he, he's gonna win he but he plays well there he ain't winning the no TPC. hey hey a lot of people came up to us and said hey what was your take on tiger he's done shit since he's been back so why you know what i mean to hey, apologize apologized. i remember there were a couple of people yeah well, uh, guys, uh, well, how you about Tiger you apologize us now? No. Are you guys going to admit you are wrong about Tiger? What? Uh, what are we wrong that about? That he hasn't crashed a car into a tree in the last six months? We're cheering for the guy too. The thing is, we—that's that, the thing about Tiger Woods—is I actually like. I want him to do well now. But I'm telling you, when you're putting this guy at twenty to one odds, 22 – you got to put him like a 66-1 to in all this stuff again. He's not worth betting. He's not worth playing in DFS. He's not worth doing anything until he gets it together. And you bring up a great point. He can go out there and shoot two or three under and grind it out, but after he has a grind-out round, Gabe, he's 42 years old now with surgeries. It's a young man's game, man. You see them out there. Like, Jason Day... Effortless, effortlessly was driving the ball between 340 and 360 yards with his move. When he doesn't have vertigo, him, Justin Thomas, and all these other guys, think about Tiger Woods, what he has to do to beat them now. And the problem is, what's his worst thing that used to be his best thing? Butting. He's older now. You got sh- The shake's over the ball. You don't hit those 15-footers the way you used to. When you get older, your eyesight gets worse. Your hands start to shake. Things. He's a man now. Like he's older. He's not the same guy. And people still want to put him in the hot tub time machine and say, hey, Tiger could do it." whatever. No, he can't. And when he's needed to come through in final rounds, he's disappeared. It's the-, it's the opposite of the old Tiger. Patrick Reed's wearing his colors now. He's red and black. Like, you know what I mean? He's finishing top five. He's making money. He won the Masters. So all these people that are saying, oh, you know, Tiger Woods, Tiger, it's, you got to think people, this guy, and I got to believe, I'm going to say something on the air, I, in my opinion, my opinion was Tiger Woods did steroids. I believe that. I will, I will, I, it's just an opinion of mine, Marenzi, and I'm, I'm going to say this, a lot of people are going to go, you can, you're a dick, but I'll tell you something, the guy's body with the surgeries and the way he is breaking down, how do you not think when you're watching these tournaments in comparison to other guys, what is happening to him? You get my drift? Like that's the thing. What you don't think because he's playing golf that he didn't try performance enhancers and all this stuff? Look at the way his career trajectory is going compared to other baseball players who've, you know, rode the juice and stuff. That's just that's just something that has to be considered. Dude's in worse shape than Brett Favre. <laughs> t- 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 Tiger Woods is like his body's more beat up than like a football. And player. he looks great. Like he he's got the form people still. People say oh, because he had a violent golf swing. It's like you have a violent golf swing, yeah. You tear a ligament in your elbow, you maybe oh yeah, you got shoulder surgery. Some, some, some back problems. Yeah. You know what I mean? But as you stated, I I I'm in a complete agreement with you. I don't think Tiger's gonna sue us anyways. No. I just uh, I but that's my belief. But yeah, in my own personal opinion as well. And to be honest, I've been to his doctor before. I've actually yeah. been in that office before of the, uh, the same doctor with Barry Bonds and Tiger Woods yeah. and all that other guy the guy from outside where I live yeah yeah, yeah. it's he's like a, in a strip yeah. it's like in a little district like industrial strip Trip-on. sort of office type uh, building near the airport in yeah. Toronto yeah, uh, yeah. and um, you go into his office and they don't even hide it he's got pictures of Tiger Woods Peyton Manning Mario Lemieux Dan Bar- Marino I thought Barry Bonds was there too Barry Bonds yeah. Lance Armstrong mm-hmm Basically, any athlete that's ever done steroids before is on the wall. Yeah. So I just wonder, I, you know, I've always wondered, Cam, and it's not even allegedly here because that doctor actually has been arrested he and has. charged. Yes. If you remember, yes, his I assistant do. got busted at the border as he was trying to send steroids Correct. to athletes. Correct. No, and that's you bring up a really good point. I'm, I'm saying it, too. Just I'm watching the body. I'm watching what has happened over time. To, in comparison to guys who are doing it naturally, it's not going to come easy, man. The older you get, the harder it gets. Like people like, golf, it's not your physical ago, sport. Yeah, it is pretty physical us, when you got to play four damn rounds in the heat and do all that stuff. I said years ago, why would Tiger Woods, Cam, who is one of the richest athletes of all time, and turns out he still has a ton of money, even after the divorce Oh, no, yeah, he's got still endorsements. He's teams, got like yeah. 700 million bucks or For something sure. still. He's that rich. So why would one of the richest people in America, richest successful people in America, who lives in Orlando, Florida, went to Stanford, which has one of the best medical facilities in America, why would he seek medical attention, Cam, from from a doctor next to a strip club? club... You know, on Industrial Road near the so, airport in Toronto. Mississauga, Brampton. Yeah, Toronto. Yes. Like, guys, like, I'm kind of like, <laughs> you know, like, sort of like nondescript industrial sort of office yeah. space you know, like, sort of like, you know, like, uh, there's, like, used car dealers, strip club. It's near the airport type deal. Yeah, you don't see people there. Every city near the airport's the same crap. It's basically sort of, you know, <laughs> building space. Yeah, building space. This guy's there. But as I say to you, go in, and he, it's not like it's a fancy office or anything like that. But he's got, like, just sort of 8 by 11s and sort of, like, signed photos of the athletes. <laughs> and I always wondered, too, I was thinking, why if you or Tiger Woods why would you sign something for this guy? Yeah, that's another another great point you bring up. Yeah, I'm going to see a sketchy doctor and like Rob hey, Ford Nice to see you, It's pal. like Rob Ford going to, <laughs> to the, the tucking, crack house. Yeah, and then, yeah. buying the crack and then doing a video with them smoking I, exactly. crack. Exactly. Hey, want to do want to have some fun? Let's do drugs on like, camera. Like if you're Tiger Woods <laughs> and the doctor asks you for a photo, you'd be like, listen, no offense or anything, but, but I think I it's for both of our best interests that there's no trail of this. <laughs> it's like a photo that I signed to you. Meanwhile, he hung him up like a strip club yeah. of all the people. It's like, look yeah, at the, but he look had at the like, featured guest. He had like a famous row of athletes, <laughs> and every single one of them has been busted for steroids. Oh, I before. know. Like, it's, it's, the guy is steroids. He's the steroid doctor. My friend was getting steroids from. Yes, (laughs) yes. So yeah, no. So that's uh, another thing too. It wasn't like he was just like a steroid dealer to the stars. Evidently, if you know, if you you know, you get an appointment with the guy. I think it helped if you were Italian. Really? Yeah. (laughs) That's one thing, man. I'll I'll tell you. You bring up such a good point there. I can't believe you'd actually like flash it and say these are the guys that have been. Like you should be hiding those things. I wouldn't even be telling this story. Um, because you know, it's sort of I I don't kiss and tell. I'm not no. a snitch. No, but the guy was busted. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not a secret. It's not like you're not being a snitch when you've already been. Uh, yeah, like yeah. if the guy Sorry. if the guy is, hasn't already been exposed and been indicted, et cetera, before. I wouldn't. I'd be. You know. I wouldn't be telling the story. Oh yeah. I know this steroid dealer. that deal. it's like, yeah. I don't want the f. I don't want the feds. Call yeah. Tell no. us more. We got enough problems when, when people yeah. call. Like we got creditors and stuff. We don't more. need the feds. Uh, yeah. You know, you know what you going <laughs> I well, just really? I just dodged two calls in the last break. God knows who's listening to the show. They're gonna say, oh really? Tell us about the steroid dealer. You know, that's dealing steroids to athletes. It's funny. I mentioned. He's I mentioned, already yeah, been arrested. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Know what happened, Gabe? It's funny, I ripped a, a, a local uh, like a cable company or whatever, and my friend had one of them Siri boxes at his place on the weekend. So it picks up everything, right? I find it ironic when I come home, my cable hasn't been cut in basically years, even after that storm, the hurricane, and all the other stuff happened. Ironically, right after I went on a rant about this company, my cable and internet and everything goes out. And then the lady comes up to me, listen to this one. It goes, you have to buy two new boxes, this and this and this. I go, I think I want to seek a second opinion. So I call back later. I get another guy from the same company who said, sir, that is not true. Your box is fine. There's been an outage in the area. Somebody tripped it, and your cable's going to be out for six hours. When you wake up in the morning, it's there. So I have have two different people from companies, one saying I'm a a liar, shilling me product, and the other guy saying, no, don't worry about it. Everybody's affected by it. And I haven't had it go two and a half, three years, but it happens to go that night, the minute I was cutting them up. Weird things are happening. So you think that you I think were they were talking listening around Siri. I think somebody from the company like said, "This guy's a this guy's an idiot." I, like I feel like there something's going on. I wouldn't. I I can't say. You're, I doubt I, it. No, I, I I doubt it. Okay, but you know. I also didn't think that Mark Zuckerberg was selling Facebook data to uh, to Steve Bannon and the Russians. You bring up good points, buddy. Right. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> so, it sounds far-fetched and yes. stupid, Marensi. No, if no I, but they're but, listening. No, no. But if I bring my case to the table and I tell you these problems haven't existed in years, but it happened just then, that's the problem that I have with it. Probably coincidence, but eh, I don't know, man. I'm starting to see things through you. I'm questioning things a little bit more here. Well, speaking of questioning things, of course, uh, often in the news on a daily uh, basis um, you hear about the uh, the Mueller investigation and yeah. the uh, the probe into collusion in Russia and all that other stuff uh, with Donald Trump, and uh, you know there's no collusion. All right, there's no collusion, and I'm not even a Trumpite, but there's no collusion. You think Trump? What's Trump colluding with? The guy can't even collude a lie that he banged a porn star with Rudy (laughs) Giuliani. You think he colluded like to rig an election? (laughs) Like, 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 honestly, you guys could save a lot of taxpayers' dollars and just say, all right, look at this guy. What what, what did he collude with? Did you just see that poll that was on TV there? It It was... It was like good and bad. Like it was so vague. It goes fifty percent, fifty-seven percent of the people say things are good, right, and the other forty percent right. say bad. Three unknown. Like what kind of poll is that? Look at it. Fifty-seven percent say things in country going well. Like nothing. Like what are you breaking it down as? Like uh, uh, in other words, it means huh. that Trump's going to win again. <laughs> uh, so so there's Mueller investigation yeah. going on, and you know I haven't talked about this, but. This is like the biggest scam investigation going on since the uh, investigation into steroid use in baseball. I'm dead serious on this. I'm going to get serious here. Now, the steroid investigation into baseball, you know how much money they spent on that? Over $30 million. All right? Taxpayers' dollars. Over $30 million. You know how much money they spent on the 9-11 commission? $6 million. So somehow they spent... $25 $25 million more investigating steroid use in the baseball than they did actually what happened on 9-11. That's insane. All right, so that's all you need to know about these commissions, okay? So it's it. they have a license to print money, right? They can do whatever they want. There is no budget. There is no anything. They can do whatever the hell they want. So I had Jose Canseco on, oh, yeah. and Jose Canseco testified in this commission. Yes. And we, he said the same thing. He goes, he was talking about how much money they spent and what a big scam it was. And I asked him, when you testified, what happened? He goes, no, I had to pay my own flight. They didn't pay for a hotel room. And it actually cost me money. So it leads you to wonder, so where the hell did the money go? Exactly. Right? So I'd like to know how much money Mueller is spending right now with your big fishing expedition. And now you've got FBI agents interrogating Fedor Emilienko.
3: Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 844- 4 FNTSY. That's 84-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Your free fantasy source 24 hours a day.
1: Red Heat and Rage Game Time Decisions continues. We'll get to our picks in a couple of minutes before Cam leaves the building at 6 o'clock. But as I was talking about, so the Mueller investigation continues. It's been going on for like, I don't know, man, like 14 months now or something like that. Clearly, if they had some serious evidence that Donald Trump did something serious, then they would already do something about it. (laughs) <laughs> like, it's a fishing right? expedition. So now, now there's a report um, that, um, remember we were talking about the Fedor-Frank Mir fight a couple of weeks ago? Yep. Big uh, Bellator heavyweight uh, uh, tournament uh, fight. Fedor knocked uh, Frank Mir out. He did. The Last Emperor, um, one of the toughest men ever to fight in mixed martial arts, Fedor Milyenko. So um, now there's a report that... Um, the Russian fighter was in Chicago killing time with his entourage in the days before a mixed martial arts uh, mixed martial arts bout when the call came. The FBI were looking for him. A fearsome heavyweight known as the last emperor who's beloved by Russian President Vladimir Putin, Fedor Emelienko had been in America for only five days before the feds appeared at his hotel near o- O'Hare Airport. So this guy's getting ready for yeah, a fight. But- And they're coming to Chicago, chasing this guy down. The FBI shows up to interrogate him, basically for being Russian. And because he is the Russian ambassador to sport. He's the Russian yeah. ambassador to sport because he's one of the most decorated Russian athletes he's a ever. Killer. You guys, are amazing. So what is he a KGB agent? Exactly. Is everyone? He's uh, a great he's, Russian athlete. So what? Like he's what? He's <laughs> mining data at, in Chicago at the Frank. The Frank Mir fight's a big front. Like, come on. I know it's now, ridiculous. Now it says the the FBI doesn't. Uh, you know they're not saying that Fedor did anything, but they just wanted to talk to him about his relationship with Putin. And his relationship with Donald Trump, if he knows Donald Trump, has he met Donald Trump, and his relationship with Donald Trump's attorney, Michael Cohen. Yes. Um, and uh, basically, Emilienko headlined an MMA event um, that Donald Trump promoted, and his personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, uh, actually worked on the event. Yep. Now, Donald Trump was one of the first um, supporters of the UFC, um, uh, like the UFC in the early days. I'm talking early, early, like well, I didn't know UFC that. three, UFC like, five way, like way a long time ago. Yeah, basically it was it wasn't even legal in a lot exactly. of states, right? The first ever UFC event was held nice piece of trivia here for you, McNichols Arena. In Denver? Yeah. <laughs> Remember, yeah, and it changed it's changed his name. McNichols used to be the old Nougat Arena at yeah, the Colorado Denver. Avalanche. Yeah, Denver, so I guess it was okay in Colorado. So there was the first UFC one. I like Colorado. They got Vegas on board in the early days, but they didn't have a lot of options, actually. Um, and uh, Donald Trump actually hosted them at uh, Taj Mahal. So Donald Trump's always been a supporter of mixed martial arts. Look, Donald uh, Dana White spoke at the GOP convention, yeah. and he introduced Donald Trump. You know what I mean? So Donald Trump, Donald Trump uh, had a meeting with Don King the other day. Donald Trump's always yep. been a fight, fight promoter, fight, 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 and fight fan, and Mike Tyson, and he's had business yep. in you know endeavors with Mike Tyson, etc. So you know th- this is what I am saying. Okay, if you are investigating something about the election and Russian troll armies and sabotage on Hillary Clinton and serious stuff, fine. But you've been doing this for fourteen months now. And now it's to the point where you're talking to Fedor Emilienko. Yeah, you're shaking down fighters. Like what the hell does Fedor Emilienko have to do with Cambridge Analytics, Facebook, Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump? So Nothing. what? So, like <laughs> yeah. are they gonna are they gonna interview at the taxpayer's expense I might add, are they going to interview every freaking Russian like ever in the world? Oh, you're Russian, we gotta interview you about uh, collusion. I mean, hell! I drank vodka the other yeah, night. You're gonna get in an interview. I think I'm, I'm gonna yeah, get interviewed. Hey, you're gonna get called Stoli. I drank, called. Yeah, I drank some Smirnoff. What, Smirnoff parlayed with Stoli. I drank Smirnoff. Dang, drank Grey Goose uh, the other night uh, too. That's, so I guess no, that's French. Yeah, the French, Don't. the French, <laughs> uh, the French secret police are gonna want to have a talk with me. Bonjour. Um, it, 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 it it's crazy. No, it is nuts. It's so like Jerry, same, yeah. Jerry Millen, Emilienko's manager, declined to discuss what the FBI asked the 41-year-old. Who won his Bellator slugfest in 48 seconds? Four days later, I mean, they're bothering this guy. This guy's got to get to get ready for a fight. It's harassment. And you said it. What's he know? <laughs> like I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure he's involved. <laughs> That's pretty stupid. Um, the the FBI was interested in a quote that Donald Trump said about Fedor. His thing is inflicting death on people. He's abnormally strong. <laughs> he's talking about mixed martial, martial arts. arts. He's not. <laughs> So he thinks he's a hired goon that goes around killing important people. Hey, that's right. He's the KGB goon. And then after the interview, uh, <laughs> Millen says, who's Emilio Millie agent, quote, they told us they'd be at the fight as well on Saturday. They said uh, they'd be in plain clothes. We won't know who they are. When asked if Emilienko has a previous relationship with Michael Cohen, Millen said, not that I know of. That's not a good answer. Not that I know of. <laughs> Not that I know of his fake. you would be like, no, why would he know him? I don't know. Like, no. I'd just say, no. <laughs> Not that I know of his like, Well, I didn't know. <laughs> All right. It's unclear whether the FBI interested Milenko, a, a slight pudgy bruiser with a shaved head and stony I like, gaze. I like that. St- slight pudgy bruiser. Slight pudgy bruiser. No, he's an absolute killing machine with bricks for fists. <laughs> um. So basically, but Emilienko's manager partnered with Donald Trump on a failed television reality show featuring Emilienko. So, so he's on TV? So what? So Donald Trump had a TV project with Fedor Emilienko in Affliction 10 years ago, yeah. and this means Emilienko needs to be interviewed by the <laughs> <Yeah>. FBI? <laughs> They're reaching big time. No, but the <laughs> taxpayers are paying for this. You're paying for the FBI to go watch Bellator fights. And how much and how much do you think the price tag's going to be when everything's said and done? You're talking do you have a guess or uh, what do you think it's going to be when everything's said and done? Know, what 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 kind of ballpark? It's probably like 10k for the weekend? <laughs> Hope <Hotels. laughs> Um I don't I, I don't get this. Yeah, they wanted to talk about the 2008 event, Affliction Band. So what? So Donald Trump promoted Affliction yeah. an MMA card in 2008. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't. And they're, yeah. and they're hanging out in 2018. <laughs> no, but where they're gonna go with this is, oh, he must have been mon- money laundering with the Russians. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. If you guys want to ask a ser- more serious question, maybe you guys can answer the truth: whether the uh, World Series of Fighting was funded by CIA funds. <laughs> But I'm just, just asking. Just throwing it out there. Questions that I don't think Jake Tapper uh, will probably have. <laughs> that was the best. When you saw Jake Tapper there, he just had that look on his face like, yeah, he's ready to rock. It's great to have a picture here of Donald Trump with, uh, uh, with uh, Tom Anselmo, who was the, um, the president of Affliction, who used to come on my show, actually, at the time. Tensio. Tom Atencio. And what year was this? It was 2008. 2008, 10 years ago. Yeah, so. From from, from a mixed martial arts card, yeah. Okay. So how though, but how does this like turn into like him being interviewed by the FBI in this probe? So my whole point is here, I mean, what's next? Are you going to interview Alexander Ovechkin? <laughs> He's next on the list. That's great. Hey, Ovi, after the Pants come on here. We got to chat. you going to interview Yakov Smirnoff? <laughs> I'd like that. I, ho- I, I hope they interview Ov. That'd be great. <laughs> what, do you, what do you know about Hillary Clinton and uh, Seth Rich, Ovechkin? Do you know anything about Seth Rich's disappearance? <laughs> I do I do have a poster of Sidney Crosby on my wall. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Yeah, I get it. You said this sounds like when I'm talking reaching and fishing. Yeah, that's absolutely nuts. Uh, that sounds like a big waste of money, brother. Big waste. And uh, it goes on to state, which I actually didn't know, that uh, Donald Trump actually invested in affliction. Yep. Uh, before it went bankrupt. Uh, they, there's ongoing litigation, et cetera. Uh, going on so I I you know my whole point is here wherever you stand politically on this and whether you're if you're listening right now and I think we probably have a lot more pro-trump supporters listening than anti-trump uh, people listening but whatever side of the fence you're on on this investigation the fact of the matter is it's time to wrap it up yeah <laughs> that's the whole point if you've got something put it put on it on the table. table yeah if you don't if you don't <clears> put it on the table. Right, and and I'm starting to lead me to believe that they really don't have something, and they're just grasping, just milking it for as long as it can go. If news, what about the news cycle? Because I'm telling you right now, if they, if Bob Mueller was sitting on something, Cam, if he's sitting on something, you know what? Going, you know what? We're gonna nail this dude in about six weeks, and man, he's done. Yeah. Why would they be going to Bellator events? Yeah. Why would you be in Fedor? Great point. He would say he would say guys we already have them locked in on this and that and obstruction uh, exactly. of justice is already done. Why why would they be sending people out to interview MMA promoters and managers at Bellator events? It's a move of desperation because you got nothing. That's what it is. What would you do if you were if you're in that position and you got nothing? You keep fishing. Throw that line back in the water, buddy. I think Trump is actually getting pretty sloppy in a sense that I I wouldn't be surprised if he does have a violation or two in yeah. here and he i think he is going to get impeached but i think he'll get impeached but uh he'll win the impeachment case like bill clinton basically you get impeached yeah whatever man congress grills you and uh, you leave and you're still the president yeah, exactly man. Hey, all man, right, just thanks. brush it off. And, and all you did is really 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 really, really piss off his supporters <laughs> Exactly. and uh, make him win again <laughs> so it's such a good point it's it's like you know, I'm no political analyst, uh, no, although doing, I should you're, be. You're doing a pretty good job. I actually should be. I think <laughs> I should be a strategist for you people. But, yeah, you know, dangerous road. You guys go down this impeachment road. You want to get rid of him. You don't. He wins the impeachment yep. case. Then his supporters are going to say, F you. You tried to overthrow <laughs> him. <laughs> Popularity soaring. Yep. yep. Nancy Pelosi, the uh, scream, uh, scream-esque horror uh, movie character looking woman that she is. She actually knows that. She's actually, she might be evil, but she's smart, right? You don't get to be Nancy Pelosi without being smart. So she actually knows the same thing. Like, stop trying to impeach him and stuff like that, because it's just going to piss people off. And uh, But, yeah, my whole point is, like I said, no no matter where you are on this, it's to the point now where, like, come on. You're You're done. Like, this is costing people money. You're paying for these guys to go to Chicago to interview Fedor. Then why to go to the event? What do you think? They were gonna meet with Donald Trump secretly and like some Russian spy backstage? <laughs> hey guys. So like nah, 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 you know, so it's just it's it's beyond it's beyond ridiculous now. It's beyond ridiculous. It is. If you have something, step up, put it on the table. If you don't, move on. If you don't, move on. All right, so a tip off in five yep. minutes in this uh, basketball. You're gonna game. take the points with Boston. Say, well, I'm getting, I'm getting. You know, it's you know, a miss actually, Ken, because because we both think we think that uh, Philadelphia is going to win the game. The question is, are they oh, going to win by more yeah. than seven? No, I'm taking the points. You no know what I like that? No, uh, I was going to say. Just it's for, miss. I'm just waiting for you to hit me over the head with a, with a baseball bat. God, I love that teaser with the with the dogs again, like the plus twelve and the Raptors to pick. I really like it. Uh, so what, you want to take the uh, Celtics plus twelve, 12? Raptors plus eleven? Yeah, or the yeah. Cavaliers to a pick? Uh, Raptors to plus eleven. But you, what do you think about that one? It sounds pretty good. Yeah, God, so five point it sounds, Yeah, it sounds great on paper. Yeah, you'd get uh, the Boston Celtics plus twelve yes. and the Raptors plus eleven. I love it. Yeah, That sounds good on paper. It sure does. It'll lose. One team will that, lose. That last time that I jumped on, <laughs> you brought up sounded really good on paper. It, it, it sure lost. did. I know it lost outright too. I'm 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 aware. It was a loser. Man, Boston's up to plus two sixty on. That's the That's what line. I'm saying. It's kind of like you feel he's winning tonight, but are they? No, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm taking the Boston Celtics plus seven points. Yes, and I'm taking the Boston Celtics a plus two sixty on the money line. Taking a shot. Didn't we just have a conversation though about how the NBA wanted to do extend these series, Gabe? Yeah, but I'm still uh, <laughs> still taking the points and a little sprinkle of plus like, two sixty. Yeah. I gotta split it up a bit. Kind of like the points. I'm, I'm not sure about the the money line there, but. Uh, Hey, you got big balls. Go for it, man. I, I, I'm, I'm taking definitely taking the Raptors at plus five tonight. I actually think they, I think they can win that game outright. I'm really worried about the, uh Philadelphia and Boston. I don't know. I think Philadelphia will win. I'm not sure if they're going to cover the 7. i I've leaned to Boston plus 7. I liked a lot of baseball stuff tonight, buddy. Uh, Taking a shot with the Philadelphia Phillies plus 110 tonight. I think they got a good pitching matchup going there. San Francisco I don't want to lay points with Zamarja. The Cubs minus 1 are going to absolutely annihilate the Miami Marlins tonight. I don't want to lay 220, so I'll lay the 1 in that game. Washington seems like a short price there with an ace on the hill with Strasburg. Minus 70 against San Diego. I usually go with the home dog, but leaning Nationals right now. Houston, uh, I think it's a good spot with Dallas Keuchel against the Oakland A's. You only have to lay thirty-five cents there. And two pooches I like. Actually, Cincinnati's more of a pick'em right now. Homer Billy against the Mets. I think Cincinnati gets it done tonight. And Minnesota is a live dog game at plus one twenty. I like ba- a lot of stuff in baseball tonight. Yeah, I find a baseball board to be intriguing this evening. Anything you really like? You know, uh, Strasburg. Strasburg's from San Diego. Yeah. He went to San Diego State. State. He's an Aztec. He's from he's from the area. He is a San Diego State Aztec, and he's historically pitched well in San Diego as well. He's a clear DFS choice this evening, although he's for like, sure it's like a million dollars. Even a buck seventy, you could find some other parlays with that. It's not astronomical. How about this? Um, the Washington Nationals have won Strasburg's twenty-four of the last thirty road starts. Sounds good. good. Wow. So the Nationals, as a team, are twenty-four and six in Strasburg's last thirty road starts. Well, they're seventeen and five in Strasburg's past twenty-two road starts. So uh, Strasburg's been uh, been money. I find the line to be a little low in the minus one seventy range. There, it's too. kind of scary. Like that's the thing. Like I was. How uh, about this too? Strasburg and the Nationals have never lost in May. He's 12-0, and 0, and the Nationals are 12-0 and 0 in the month of May. That's funny because it was Mark Lawrence's coffee club. It was 11-1, and, and since the last coffee club was printed, another win for twelve 12-0. Yeah, no, they dominate. I, yeah, I, that's the thing. They're going to be involved in a lot of parlays tonight. The line seems short at 170. Don't want to take the Padres at plus 150. On the ice tonight, I'm going to tell you, Gabe, the Pittsburgh Penguins. I, I I was on Washington last game. I was actually that was the good night Saturday before uh, the debacle hit and a couple other things at horse racing because I put too many plays in. But I think the Penguins minus a half minus 105 in regulation. You know they want a seventh game between Crosby and Ovechkin. I can't see Pittsburgh losing at home in that game. And one series I think it ends tonight. I'm going to lay the 45 cents with the knee, with the Winnipeg Jets. I know PK Subban guaranteed to win and they won for us last time with a big number, but not this time. I think Winnipeg on home ice. They got to take care of business. They don't want to go back. To Nashville for a final game. I'm taking the Washington Capitals. You're taking the Caps tonight? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like you. You know what I know your card is tonight? Bold. Bold card. And they're plus 170. I was on them last game. It was almost a pick them at home, so you get good value with those guys. I don't think the Capitals uh, are getting any respect. The Penguins should be favored, but they should also be like minus 140, 150. It should yeah. be minus 200. I agree with that. Probably goes under the 6 as well.